Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel. And you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do dig that. Everybody's attention now. Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. a e and my co-host, not Deion Sanders for Prime Time. What's going on, y'all? No, it's no. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna introduce Black Snow today. Oh, you're not gonna bring, or it's not, it's not you, the P-R-I-M-E? <laughs> you know what you sound oh, yeah, like right the now? P-R-I-M-E. My bad. My bad. My you, bad. My bad. Yeah. I'm about to say. <laughs> You sound like when they asked Keith Sweat to sing on Series XM, and he was like, <clears throat> "Y'all got me too early in the morning." <laughs> Listen, he didn't want to let down his sweaties. Exactly. I seen her last night. I saw her standing there. Yeah. Uh, also joining me is my wife, the greatest catch lady sketch. I don't have Q to do my air horns for me, or uh, or swag. So. Hello, everyone. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, the next episode of Turntables you do, we got to talk about Keith Sweat not seeing with Series XM. No, we don't. Exposing himself. No, we don't. I'm on line. Exposing the who? We already. Okay, come No, who don't know the key? There's people out here that Keith Sweat can really blow. Who? Deion Sanders. They must be deaf. Because Deion Sanders can show, so. Yeah, that's all his song. Listen. Must be the money. If he thought he could sing, he should have gotten for his song. Hey, Deion Sanders has the greatest line. You ever see a cheetah stretch? <laughs> Please start the podcast. Please. So, uh, welcome back to the No Give Me Seats Wrestling Podcast. Uh, got a big show for you guys today. We got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, first, also remember we are on a new channel. Make sure you subscribe to the Nerd Coalition Studios and Nerd Coalition Level Up channels. The Level Up where we do the gaming, and Nerd Coalition Studios where we do the wrestling and the, uh, the, the fat reacts, and uh, of course um, the, the movie reviews. We are, I, I plan on bringing back. Hopefully with prime time, the classic wrestling pay per views that we used to do on the podcast, and at this time you know we're gonna uh, gonna update them a little bit, a little bit more. So, Uh, 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 are we gonna actually watch good pay per views? You know, watching the trash ones is the funny ones. I mean, you can watch some good ones in there too. I here's the thing: you know how many good pay per views that we watched. And I, I'm hoping for prime time somebody to make a joke and everybody to sit there like, yeah, that was good. It was a great match. I liked it. It was a great match. I was, I was like, well, no shit. <laughs> no shit. It's a great match. But I'm trying to talk about, like, we need to watch, like, Starcade 2000. You know, we got to watch, you know, the like ECW December to December. WCW 2000 is just... Trash. I got. Uh, I know. Mayhem. You know what I'm saying? We got to well, watch uh, that. And then 
that way we can, you know, branch uh, Lady Sketch's uh, view of wrestling because I would love to hear her you know, talk about, you know, high top fade Booker T. Yeah, because I didn't watch WCW. She didn't watch none of it, so I would, so, so having some good old classic. Oh, she is, oh, she is so lucky. <laughs> yeah, nobody in my house supported my wrestling habit, so <laughs> I watched what I could, and that was WWF yeah. at the time. Now I'm not saying sit here and watch the good WCW stuff. I'm talking about, but you know, you gotta watch the everything from 2000 WCW pay per views because those things is atrocious. Because uh, there's some good ones, but anyway, I'm gonna bring back the classic reviews. So keep. Okay, just, just real quick, just yeah. real quick. What, what, what's the one with the four corners like Booker T and Jeff Jarrett? Oh God, that was Slamboree. She, she need to watch that match first. That need to be her first match. Oh, so you she mean the San Francisco 49ers face. match? Yeah, no. no so she can see the look on Booker T's face. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, as he wrestled, he's just like, why the hell am I here? This man didn't been through some stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, also, I put up about the classics, uh, the classic stuff like that, and also classic movie reviews for wrestling also. I want to bring back, because I want to watch some... Uh, what you want to watch? The Chaperone? No, Ray the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also there. I mean, we can watch the chaperone. We can watch I, countdown. We don't have to watch. Look, that. I have no problem with the chaperone. As long as we don't have to watch the big show show again. No, the, with Terry. Oh my god, that show gave me a headache. That show, show is funny for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, like what are we doing here? I, okay. And then I did tell all dirty. I but, want Jaleel White to not be Urkel so bad, but I just, I need him to pick better roles, please, for the <laughs> love of God. So I mean, so we'll, we'll obviously discuss that, but be be, uh, be prepared for all those kind of things. Um, make sure you guys also uh, check us out. Check out spacesfully.com. That's what we are a part of. Spacesfully.com. Get all your podcast needs. You can catch the Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror War Show, both sides and. The Market Dark Show. You can also catch the Nerd Coalition's content on there as well as the No Gimme Seen the Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gasm Talk Podcast, Turn Tip, we'll see my coach and beyond, hosted by Lady Sketch. Should be returning soon. Yeah, and Drunk Thoughts and so- uh, Sober Tongues. And hopefully I get his balls down so they hook up because there's so much sports to talk about, especially inside the NBA bubble. Yo, everybody is leaving the bubble. I don't know. I'm just saying what's happening. Uh, because they don't want to be there. Yeah, yeah I get it. They want to play, I mean, but they yeah. just don't want to be contained. If I get served with, you know, noodles and a cup of gravy with some with some grilled chicken, that's they it. They are here trying to bring IG models into the bubble. It's a whole thing. The world's like, all right, I'm going to the strip club to eat. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> My man went like, I just want some wings. I'm about to say, when you go to the strip club to eat, you know, you're hungry. This is, first of all, I could have said, this is, this is their time off. Yeah. Summertime, so you know what I'm saying, and they got to still play basketball. So, but we will talk about that balls now. So, uh, if you guys check all that stuff out, make sure you check us out on all the podcast apps: Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and uh, also on YouTube Premium. If you guys listen to your podcast on YouTube as well, so there's always a free thing for YouTube Premium. But uh, to my understanding, if you have Google Play, YouTube Premium should already be available to you. But like I said, I'm still testing that theory. I've never. I need that vibe. But Q-Flow swears it's a thing. So I'm going to believe my man Q-Flow. Right. Which, by the way, you can also check out therealnerdcoalition.com. Once again, it's therealnerdcoalition.com where you guys can find all your Nerd Coalition merch. You can find the, the Nerd Coalition, the, the new studios logo with the Shazam logo going through. Find the old retro logo. Find the No Gimme See The Rusty Podcast logo t-shirt. So make sure you guys check all that stuff out as well. Check out Q-Flow's merch, the layover merch, and the Wardrum. His hot album that's going over. I mean, Q is in 
atmosphere right now. He's a stratosphere. He has a new song as well. He has a new, he has a new single. What was it called again? I believe it's called Been Free. But ben? let me make sure. I don't yeah. want to say the wrong stuff. You can continue. Okay, yeah. Way. So uh, my man Q Flow definitely got that new uh, track that's out. So make sure you guys go and support that as well. As uh, Lacey, I was correct. It's called Been Free. Been Free, or like, like, like I've been free, or like, like hey, I've been free. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's a lot of E. Yeah. It's late. B E N. Gotcha. So. Big things going on in wrestling, but before we get into the actual hardcore wrestling stuff, we got, I just got to bring up real quick that we lost Regis Philbin. Yeah. There was a lot of people. Like, yeah. four or five people died in the last two days. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. we lost, we lost icons in, like, the past week or so. Um, Start like John Lewis was last week. John Lewis was last week and C.T. Vivian. Yeah. I do not remember her name. I don't want to say it wrong, but, um... She was like a Hollywood starlet. She's 104. She died. Oh, from Gone with the Wind? Yes. Yes. I don't want her name wrong. Um, Peter Green from Fleetwood Mac died. Like, there's a lot going on. It was, it was there's a lot going on in the last couple of days. And we lost Regis Philbin. And I had to bring up Regis Philbin because Regis Philbin was a huge wrestling fan. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, said, if you watch wrestling videos. But yeah. Well... What's the difference? Nah, he, he, he just watched wrestling. He wasn't a fan. He just watched. Yeah, so I mean, there, there was uh, Tanya. He will have the wrestlers on and, and interview and interview them. Hulk Hogan all the time, you know, saying that he he'll get the moves. You know, had to, had had the moves yeah. put on him, stuff like that. Now everybody remember probably remembers Regis Philbin from Regis and Kelly, or from who? The Millionaire, yeah. Because you know, at first it it you know it took me out, but it, it only took me about point three seconds to realize that's the wrong dude. And I was just like, what's going to happen with Wheel of Fortune? Did I stop myself? Baby. Oh, Come no. <coughs> I stopped myself. First of all, you got the wrong host that is um, ill right now. <laughs> that is yes. Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. No, no. Wheel of Fortune I'm talking about. I know Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. Okay. I said, what's going on with Wheel of Fortune? So you thought he was past uh, But that, that's the... I, I, for me, I was just like, oh, didn't reach for dude? I was like, no, I, I said point Three say I was in a full second where I switched back over, so I just wanted to make sure I put out that back. I don't mind admit that I was wrong. Oh, you know, oh, my, my brain took me to another. Nobody thing. knew you could have kept it to yourself. Oh, it's okay. I'm, I'm just saying what, what, but you know, see, I every now and then watch Regis and Kelly. You know, see why I'm at the, at the doctor's okay. office. Uh, it wasn't even Regis uh, and Kelly when I was still watching it. It was Regis and Kathy. Oh, yeah, okay. As in Kathy, we get I remember I watched. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, no, no. Go ahead. Speak to peace. No, I'm just going to say, I, I just remember watching an episode with, like, Sean and Diesel on there. And, uh, I think Bret Hart was on there. Yeah, you I think bo- them the only two. I kind of, like, watch, watch, and full interview without watching clips. I'm about to say, because your, your boy Hogan was on there, too. Clanging in the bank. You know, I didn't watch that. I had no idea he was in, even on this show. Because <laughs> you know what? Because I remember growing up, Regis and Arsenio Hall had the wrestlers on there. <laughs> Yeah, if I, if I remember when Arsenio Hall had Macho Man on there, he had yeah, Ultra Warrior, he had Ultra Warrior and, and Arsenio Hall was like, "What is wrong with you?" You know what I'm saying? When Ultra Warrior was on there, Ultimate Warrior was wrong with him. I, I can see everything I was saying yeah. before. It's kind of flu past shit. Like no, no, uh, it, it just because it just registered. No, no, no. He said it was on his no, face. Ultimate Warrior oh. was in character. He was in character. He the was whole like, time. Uh, when, yeah. was he not, when was he not though? Like I feel like 
after a certain point, the coat just don't wear off. But, I mean, he was not even, like, talking regularly, like, how you doing? I'm doing good. He was, like, literally, like, yeah. like he was being possessed. <laughs> so he was getting the, uh, what was his name? Dr. David? Uh... He was, he was in character, like where he slept. Just yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said, I don't leave character. Don't come in front of me. But uh, Regis Philbin uh, I'm gonna also. I'm going to lie about the steroids, too. Oh, Jesus. But 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 Regis Phillips was also a, a guest on, was it WrestleMania 8 that okay, it was? Wasn't he on a WrestleMania at some point? Yes. He was on it along with Al Shabek also, but he was there because I remember they have the in the grab they, they put up the clip of him interviewing the Undertaker and Paul Bearer mm. backstage. Uh-huh. So you know, I did get just. Uh, huh? I was gonna say I know I got the wrong old guy, but who was that guy that interviewed Andre the Giant got choked? Oh, that was um, God, who was that famous old man? Famous old man that narrows it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's not Johnny. It was that definitely wasn't Johnny Carson. But I'm going to go and Google it. Okay, as we should do. You know, say always. Have, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, but you know, so Regis was was definitely involved in all the stuff that you know the wrestling uh, WWE put out a statement. Uh, Hulk Hogan said something. I did not watch it. Well, I'll just say, but I have to say, if if he if he cut a uh, Mean G promo like he did, <laughs> like he did with Mean G, that was just too much. It was just, it was just too much. Uh, you know, Regis used oh, to be Bob, one of my brothers. Bob Iker? Bob Iker? Bob Iker, there you go. Okay, yes, okay, yeah, Iker? yeah. Iker? That's what Iker, is it? I'm, this is the way he spelled it. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, so, um, rest in peace to Regis Phil. 2020 has just been terrible. 2020 has been it, absolute garbage. It has been. We lost. We lost another legend. So may he rest in peace. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that um, starting off the show. So we we got a lot to talk about today, and I mean it's going to be like filtering with everything. Um, but I want to start off with since uh, people, you know, their contracts are finally up, and they're allowed to speak how they want to speak. Uh, we, last week we talked about Anderson and Gallo shooting on Paul Heyman. And shooting on and stuff like that. That Eric Young comes out, and here's the thing: Eric Young. I, I know you're not familiar with Eric Young before WWE, mm-hmm. but you know. What I'm saying? Oh, she ain't missing out. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I've heard you ain't say thing. that. You ain't say that, bro. But uh, and I, I'm not talking about Super Eric. I'm talking about a little after Super Eric, a little before the Daniel Bryan thing, kind of in that middle middle spot. Yeah, I mean, like, cause I used to watch Eric Young all the time at TNA. But I yeah. didn't. This I actually liked him when he was in NXT. Oh yeah, well he did too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just he did too. Oh, poor baby. And he calls he he called WWE a broken system. And I'm gonna kind of like break down some of the things that he said. Even if you don't, I feel I agree. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, he told Busted Open Radio because he did an interview of his experience with WWE and the, the problems he encountered on the main roster. Mm-hmm. He said the NXT part went great. I was treated well. Hunter and me worked very closely on development of sanity in the group. Mm-hmm. I really felt felt like I had a say of what went on. Obviously, not the final say, but I was uh, listened to and asked to contribute. The NXT run. Sandy was one of the top acts in the whole company. What? It was. Then we transitioned to the main roster, and everyone knows how it went. 
it didn't go well. Sometimes you fall out of favor. It's not what you did or didn't do. I never changed who I was, and I'm not going to. I'm not a political person. Never have been. That's probably been a... Uh, a, a hindrance on my career I refuse to be political The truth is The system is broken It's hard to get a word in Even when you're doing nothing It feels like you're trying to fix people's mistakes all day There's no creativity They want everyone to be the same Bump the same Sell the same There, uh, And there's millions of rules Those change daily it's really hard to understand what's going on. The system is flawed, and I would say to anyone there and Vince himself, I'm not the first person he's made a mistake on, and I won't be the last person he's made a mistake on. I don't think it's any anything personal. Anytime we were in a room together and we spoke, he was always respectful. I had two decently, two decently long conversations. Uh, they went well. I thought he understood where I was coming from. Yeah. I, I'm i a man, and I'm not going to stand in a hallway for hours to talk to him. I could be wrong and stubborn on my part, but I'm a 40-year-old man, and I'm not going to wait in the hallway like a child to maybe get five minutes to talk to him. I said my piece. He seemed to be responsive, but nothing ever came of it. I don't take it personally. He made a mistake. And as the leader of the company and the person who decides everything, remember that line, the person who decides everything. Did he say that or are you saying that? That's what Eric Young just said. Okay. It's a massive mistake. You have a three-hour television show. If you can't find five minutes for Eric Young, your show is broken. <laughs> You're supposed to be your own biggest cheerleader. Exactly. So, I agree a lot of what Eric Young is saying because you know a lot of things you know once again we see as fans on the outside mm -hmm. but you know the system's broken on the inside and it just so happens that it's so apparent that they're showing their broken seams on the outside yes they are and uh I was listening to my podcast on Sound Monster Sounds Off and he made a good point he says you know they got a new game coming out. I talk about. I'm not talking about uh, 2K Battlegrounds. I'm talking about the World of Tanks game. Okay. And it's a crossover game because W's been getting a lot, a lot of crossover stuff. Okay. Because they, they just had a crossover with King of Fighters. Mm -hmm. And he said the superstars tanks that they, that they have is like Sergeant Slaughter, The Undertaker, Ultimate Warrior, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and John Cena. All of these people don't work there anymore. Just before he even get into it, yeah. What age of people is this for? That's what I was yeah. just about to ask. Just about to ask the same question. I don't know what world takes it because I know it's a it's a console going mobile game, and I don't play. Say, is it a a cell phone game? Because I don't play mobile games, so. so it's a game for your phone, basically. It, it looks like a mobile game, but I think it's coming to console also. But, for more I'm than saying, like, even if it's. For somebody like even like your age, y'all age, mm -hmm. who wants to play with Sergeant Slaughter over like other people? Way you know other people. Just saying. I mean, no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And he was saying the same thing when they brought back the the, the WWE ice cream bars. Mm -hmm. It's Roman Reigns, Macho Man, Becky Lynch, and John Cena. Why? And now once again, Becky's not there. Roman's not there now. I mean, when the bars came, he, he was probably there. Cena is you know what I'm saying part time at best, mm -hmm. and Macho Man's dead. 
Yes, like you can even put a, a a legend who's alive on there. Like I can see if you say we have, I yeah. run with me on this. We have these these new ice cream bars. In each box, you get one legend ice cream bar. Mm-hmm. So this box is Macho Man Randy Savage. This box is Hulk Hogan or whatever. I could see that. But why are we doing promotion, active promotion, for new products with stars who have not wrestled with your company in over, I don't know, 20 years at this point? Yeah. And Macho Man been going for how long? 2011. So, what? Also, because I was listening to that portion of the Solomonster um, podcast as well. And it was just like, they are living, like he was saying they were living in the past. They're definitely, they're just living off of that the glory days as they see it. And it doesn't make any sense because if this is a mobile game. The demographic more than likely is like our son. Yeah. Who's 10, will be 11 this year. He might know who Stone Cold is or know who The Rock is, but the rock that he knows is the rock that was in Jumanji. Yeah. Uh, and they are they do not give a shit about a Sergeant Slaughter or they definitely don't care about an Ultimate Warrior. And like I said, at best you got Stone Cold and The Rock. Like, what are we? What exactly are we doing? John Cena, fine, but. But but it's I'm not. But, but, but actually, I'm not fine with Cena neither. I'm not saying I'm fine yeah. with him being on it. I'm saying if you're going, if you're trying to reach this demographic, mm. the only person on there that they would be able to readily identify is John Cena. Vince McMahon has this problem because you know he he mentioned also this past week that he needs to create new stars. But this is the problem. How many? Uh, probably, it must be a rest of face. How many times have you heard quotations? Vince McMahon said, "I need to create new stars." <laughs> did, he, did, did he not come out in the ring and had everybody surround the ring after the action yeah. and said, "I want to see who has ruthless yep. aggression." You need to reach for the brass ring. Not before I tell you to, though. Exactly. WWE for the past three years have had the most loaded roster of all time of any wrestling company and the thing is Vince McMahon cannot see the fact that he gets tired of people he, he, the attention span is just like an ant it just doesn't it, it I don't know if it's his attention span or if it's just him being a fickle person anyway I am starting to wonder if he's stuck in his glory years well he is but I'm saying he don't see what makes Alistair Black Alistair Black? Yeah, he don't understand the appeal. And then once again, it, it, well, exactly. And then once again, he doesn't see what makes Ricochet Ricochet. You know, you, yeah, he only sees. Oh my bad. Sorry. No, 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 no. Go, 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 go ahead. I, you know, you know, he only sees jumping flips. That's it. That's, yeah. it. That's it. They yeah. see that as I think they see that as fleeting. It's like Rey Mysterio came in and that was cool, but. That's that's all we need. I I don't I don't understand that mentality. It's to me the one of the best examples right now that's happening right now is a bunch of them. But Bianca Belair, you have a struggling ass women's division. 
like on late struggle. But, not, not as much as AEW, but go ahead. I mean, well, you know, it's uh. not like that. When I say struggling, it's like you could be doing more with this. Why are you not utilizing everyone and anything you have? We doing karaoke segments. Because apparently that's more important, right? With Lacey Evans and Naomi. Like, what are we doing? Where is Bianca Belair? She comes back to tag with Ruby Riot and got Ruby Riot running around clapping at people. Like, what are we doing? I don't I don't understand. You know, it goes it goes more deeper than that also. I mean, I know. I'm just saying one that comes off the top of my head. Uh I I sit there and I and I, I looked at look. Look at the, the the stars that we have, and then obviously with the with the COVID going down, this is your opportunity to make new stars. Mm-hmm. If you look at how Triple H has made Keith Lee, mm-hmm. how he's worked with Karrion Cross, how he's worked with uh, the Undisputed Era, yes, Cosplay Goldberg, <laughs> how, how he has brought up Dominic Dijakovic, how he has a. Uh, you know, brought up Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. How the Robert Stone brand is actually entertaining. You know what I'm saying? As it's not just some throwaway group that they made. This is when you carefully calculate and you put different segments on TV for people to remember mm-hmm. and to help grow and to do things like that. Then, then, then you get to the main roster. You got Samoa Joe, on, first of all, on commentary. On commentary. And I mean, he's good on it, but I'm just like, but Joe need to be in the ring, you know? He does. I mean, it it does not help that he is better at it than some of your commentators. Yeah, that's problematic. But uh, you know, it's like you 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 pick and choose these big guys. Like, okay, Lashley's going to be fine. McIntyre's going to be fine. But you know, you you're you're doing a slow build, but you're not taking you you're not taking time to build anybody else. And it's it's the thing where I really like he's stuck in the, the way Vince McMahon books television is like he's booking like it's once again like it's either nineteen ninety one, nineteen ninety five, like back when there was no Nitro, back when his I mean right now AEW's out there but he don't see that all the threat that Vince sees as AEW threat is that guys are leaving to go to AEW, yeah. but he don't see an AEW like it's going to grow enough. To kick me out the wrestling business, I'm the top shit right now. Yeah. So when there is no competition, there, there, there is no need that everybody's not the same. Also, because but, I think it's AEW doesn't directly compete with one of the brands he cares about. Yeah. If AEW had to co- directly compete with SmackDown mm. and was getting better ratings than SmackDown, yeah, then maybe he'd give a shit. Probably still not, but maybe. Like. The whole sanity thing, I, I think this is what really happens because Eric Young said well, his time there, he was really falling, he was falling out of love with wrestling. Then when he got back to Impact, he started to love it again because, you know, you know what I said? These, these all, all these wrestlers, they, they want to take their shot at WWE. But WWE's the, the, the big company. That's the, that's, that's the money maker. That's, you want to be at WrestleMania. You want to do all that stuff. But once again, when they go to NXT, a lot of these guys, is that they got a chance to build their personality, build who their character is. And then if they come to the main roster and Vince don't like that character, or feels though that I don't think that the audience is going to be in tune with this because once again you gotta think the demographic has grown to more kids now, not us. It ain't about us anymore, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. And but sometimes 
you gotta understand just like I just like we being my uh my wife was telling my mother the other day, these kids today are not that dumb and naive. There's too us. much outlets for this, this stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like you mean to tell me if all of a sudden Eric Young came out of nowhere and they gave him a title shot and he won a championship, dumb kids are gonna remember like, oh, he was getting he was chasing for that twenty four seven championship and getting his ass bust months ago. They didn't forget that. And he, he's expecting that they, that they have gone up there and they have completely forgot that. The same thing with the whole R-Truth and, and, and Drew Maverick thing. Drake Maverick thing. That thing worked. They made it work. But now R-Truth has nobody. He has nobody they to stripped play him of Car- of. They, they stripped him off stripped him of Carmella. Uh, Drake Maverick's on, on NXT. And I'm just like, so now R-Truth, is just, if he has nobody to play off of, he has no storyline, he's around and looking look like a joke. And You know, I don't understand... I, I'm sure there was an end game there, but splitting him and Carmella up didn't do mm. either one of them a service. Like it did both of them a disservice. It did. Cause what is Carmella doing? She, I ain't seen on TV. Doing the podcast. <laughs> ever since, especially ever since she got sick, I ain't seen her back. I ain't seen her do anything of substance. Yeah, no, I mean, I understand why it did that because Corey Graves on SmackDown, but uh, <clears throat> I would have bought Archie over to SmackDown. I keep on SmackDown. I mean, yeah, because like, what is that? Because. It's not like him being on Raw makes that big of a difference. But see, even if the demographic is kids, this is the, this is the part about being out of touch. If the demographic is kids. You still not pushing the people that the kids care about because if you had somebody that could t- make him understand, like that's gonna uh. happen, Twitter or Instagram, you'd see there are kids all over the place who are who look up to and dress up like and get excited about your Naomi's, your Bianca Belair's, your um, Lacey Evans, as far as like the women, you and you got kids like that want the Mustafa Ali mask and stuff like that. Yeah. They, uh-huh. this is the people that resonate with the kids. The kids don't give a shit about the big, a big Braun Strowman for real. Like I'm not saying that nobody cares, but it's not like that's all they are but, drawn to. But you're right. But once again, you took you took it. When you t- you have taken the mystique away from Braun Strowman, I don't even care about him being champion. Yeah, I, sometimes you forget. And I'm I, like, listen, I yeah. definitely did last week. I was like, Wait, oh, Braun Strowman's champion, Universal. Completely yes. forgot oh, about it. Okay. Yeah, so he he's a Universal champion, but once again, what title defenses he had against he he won against Miz and Morrison at um. You know, uh, at was it backlash or or, or whatever it was? Made. I don't know the handicap match he had, and he, he beat him. <laughs> so, Y'all not doing no yeah, him no favors with that forgettable ass swamp match. Yeah, they're not doing him no favors. But once again, they try, try, try to pull out their eggs and bats with the fiend. Mm-hmm. But I'm but there, there, there's so many people you can play off of because once again, you can complain about not having anybody on the roster because everybody wants to you know leave for the COVID. I'm like, you have willing people there. You have well, there's Cesaro, there's Shinsuke Nakamura, there is uh, people still arguing about Cesaro. Did you see Mick Foley talking about how Cesaro should have been given a, uh, I think he said a title run. Cesaro should have been got a title run. Yeah. Cesaro should have been got a title. More, many people agree with him. Yeah, <laughs> it was the whole thing. Said that Dolph Ziggler should have been got. He should have been taken more seriously. They they make him out to be a joke. People gotta say that this is. The booking by one man, and then when he got Paul Heyman in charge, and Paul Heyman was just like, "Look, I want to push these guys to try to make. You got to give them when you start from the scratch. Mm-hmm. You got to give them time. Do y'all think all the legends that we have now go back and see how they started? Yeah. 
Shawn Michaels is part of the Rockers, okay? And then after he threw... Uh, Janae tried to get away from, uh, from the barbershop. He's trying uh, to jump out the window. Trying to jump out the window. Shawn Michaels had a, a, a string of Intercontinental Championship matches with Tino Santana <clears throat> and Goldust and all that stuff to, to build his character up. He had that awesome ladder match at WrestleMania. Turned him into a star. Then when it's finally time for him to win a championship, he won the championship and he became the hardcore. That's how you build. But it took about three, four years to get yeah, to that some point. Don't, yeah, some some people, people don't even like that long to invest. Is that... Vin, Stone Cold ain't coming as Stone Cold. So could give it as the ringmaster. Well, maybe that explains yeah. this five-year contract nonsense. No. Well, come on. Now. You really think that's <laughs> no. going to build up right in it? Listen, listen. I know. <clears throat> we know why he's doing this five-year contract. We know. It don't It don't but, have to take that long. It's like when Paul Heyman... I, I, now, we know that Giles and Anderson called Paul Heyman a liar, which he is. And he has lied to a lot of people. But Paul Heyman made a good point when he was on Stone Cold's podcast. I'm about to say, when this man was running from people because they couldn't cash their checks. I believe yeah. anything. <laughs> sure ran from uh, Tommy Dreamer. This is what Paul He said, look, he said, if you take a guy like Mark Henry mm-hmm. and week one, you give him a headlock where he takes this guy down and he squeezes his head to almost to a pope, right? And each of his matches for the next 30 weeks, he keeps beating these guys with this headlock. Nobody get. First of all, now not only did you you build Mark Henry as this unstoppable beast, but that headlock gets over. Mm-hmm. And then so now, when you have built this guy up, when Strowman was still flipping cars and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then now you get Braun Strowman in there, it's like that draws Wayne to see what happens. The last time I there was a match that I was truly invested in in WWE where I was just like I need to get back home and see this match was I'm gonna see if you can take a guess prime time AJ versus Seth no Samoa oh. Joe versus Brock Lesnar Great Balls of Fire oh yeah okay. yeah. You may pay for that was the last time I was just like that was the last time that I said hey I need to get back and see this match up because they booked that thing so right that there was no way in hell. I was like, Samoa Joe actually got a chance to take this thing off of Brock Lesnar. That's how he started good. started good, too. What'd you say, man? It started off good, too. It started, yeah, it started off great. And I was just like, that, that, and that cost money. Great Balls of Fire, it, it, it drew interest. There is no interest anymore because you take the time to not care. You keep, uh, you, uh, it's like you try, you try to build Seth Rollins, but there's nothing there's for Seth Rollins to do. Who's about to leave anyway? It feels like they have no follow through either. Like you have mm. decent matches, and then you have shitty endings, like the Bailey, mm. Sasha Banks, um, the, Oscar. You know, yeah. know what I mean? The, Sasha Banks and Oscar mm. thing with Bailey, and it's like y'all, come on. Like, <laughs> like, so, so right now, do better. The reason they got they got to go to Randy Orton because there's no there's nobody for Drew McIntyre to face at SummerSlam. He going, he's the, but, but Randy Orton brought back his legend killer gimmick. Edge got injured, so they had to wait that match to WrestleMania. But here's the thing. <clears throat> There's nobody for Drew to face. And I'm just like, honestly, this could have been the Bobby Lashley chance to take that, to take that championship off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. You know, the so, one in the group that don't even got the belt, but you know. Which, you know, okay, so which brings bring me to my next point. I got to ask y'all a question. So this past Monday... MVP, uh, MVP 
had was actually talking to Ron Simmons, mm-hmm. and he was seen mouthing, saying, "You know, saying it's not time yet." He gave him a little pound. So MVP uh, creates the hurt business mm-hmm. with Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin so far. Okay. People were talking. There, there is rumors online talking about the rebooting of the New Nation, right? Mm-hmm. I got an actual an actual question. Do we need the nation back? I'm curious. I, I want to get your feeling of it. If like, do we need the nation back? I'm gonna start with you because when we talked about Bobby last year having a championship, I was like, do we need a nation now? Uh, when you say nation, do you mean like how the nation, like what they stood for, or just mm. a black group? Is this a difference? Mm-hmm. I, you know what, you're right, but. I'm going to think if WWE going to talk about building rebuilding a nation, I'm going. To, I'm guessing they're going to go by what they stood for. And if it's for what they stood for, then yes. If it's just so we can have a black group, just to say we have a black group, then no. How do you feel about it, Lacey? Seriously, seriously. Glad, like, glad you asked. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm gonna be real with you. Yes, you should be. No. Hmm. I feel like in the political climate that we're in now, it's going to look like either pandering or that it is, and if it's, if it doesn't look like that, it is not done correctly, it's going to look, I don't even know, I guess racially insensitive. Because we're in a totally different headspace in a totally different place as a country than we were 25 years ago when things like this would fly. Like, going back and looking at plenty of stuff that we grew up with as kids, and I'm just like, damn, there's no way this would get over today. And I would not mind it, but I don't know, I don't know how believable it would be. With just what's going, what's going on right now. And what if they do it beat down clan style? Not just have all black, you know, like mostly black people, like a like a Samoan or a, uh, just a white person, like you know, a different person, but not to say we have a black group because mm. you know that, it's not, they just straight have a black group. I think that's obvious. That's, that make it obvious. That seems like it plays to what Leo Rush was saying. When he was just like, y'all just throwing black people together just to have black people together. Where we know that's not necessarily always the case. But in something like this, that's definitely what it would seem like. Because it's like you just threw these two big black guys together. And it's like, alright, so we finna be the nation. Because if you had somebody like a Keith Lee who has used his voice and his platform to speak out about that, it might make sense. In the time that we're in now. But Bobby Lashley ain't never alluded to nothing none of the sense. And neither has Shelton Benjamin. It, it's been, you know, like... Well, now, now, on their Twitter, they have some... What's, what, I'm talking uh, about in the they, ring. Now, th- th- this is my problem with it. Now, because I agree with both of you. When I grew up, I liked the nation. Same. Huge fan of na- nation domination. Same. But there's one thing, there's, there's one glaring thing that you and Project keep forgetting about. The nation in 1997 were heels, okay, and the reason why nation the nation was heels is because they were hypocrites, okay. Okay, 
that's not the story with the climate that's going on right now that you need to tell. Yeah, no, and I, if yeah. from that perspective, definitely. Not. Yeah, no, that's what made because I say that the nation was the heel group that was uh, rival, rivaling with the, the degenerates of the Generation X. That's what made that whole 1998 rivalry a thing. But that's what you know the nation was built off of. MVP is not that character. That's not what MVP character has ever been built off of. Mm-hmm. That's why the whole Xavier Woods thing, like just being the angry black man, does not always work. Yeah. You know, especially when there's no context behind it. Farouk, he has that character. That character, Farouk was intimidating when he came in there. So yeah, intimidating. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that thing worked for Farouk. Uh-huh. And then it worked when you have Kama Mustafa. It worked when Rocky Maivia wasn't getting over and he's pissed off. And it, it, it works when you have uh, uh, D'Lo Brown who's doing all he can't get. That was the point of the group. These black guys can't get over. Uh-huh. That was the point of the group. And then now it's just like, okay, you can't... It's like MVP, his mission is like... This whole character is just basically, look, man, I got the money. I got the championships. You know what I'm saying? I got the fame. You need to be over here because I'm a better businessman to help you get what you need to get to. So that's not... That's Sound not like a nation No, no. That's what I'm saying. That's not what his character to be. And on top of that, it's like... Sounds just like the beat down clan to me. What'd you say? Sounds just like the beat down clan to me. This is beat down clan territory. I don't mind beat down clan being all color guys. I don't mind beat down... I, I mean, the beat down clan... Should you know, or like what the herbs should, should be, should be guys like, look, I'm working with MVP because they can, he can get me on TV. I'm working with MVP because he can get me money and championships. That's what the, that's what Shelton. We ain't seen Shelton Benjamin on TV since when? Okay. That would make sense. Now, if you included you know a ricochet in the mix of that, or something like that, then if you, if the yeah. premise is I'm working with MVP because I want TV time. Yeah, that works. It's it, it's like okay, we're going to be the hurt business because we're going to I'm I'm on Raw. I'm going to take all the superstars that y'all ain't want, and I'm going to turn them into. I'm going to take all the wrestlers you didn't want and turn them into superstars. That's I think they the said that was pro- first win. I think they said that was showing first win in like fourteen years on Raw. No, that, no, that's his first championship since two thousand six. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now the way the now I'm going to tell you how that backfires is. You put a bunch of black men together and make them a group and they don't say anything political, then somebody's going to have something to say then, too. I agree. But, however... That's, that's what I'm saying. They should at least add somebody in there just to make it, but, you but, know. But, see, also, but, see, the thing is, you can't... That, them teasing Ron Simmons... Why else do you tease Ron Simmons? Yeah, there's no other thing. You don't tease... Why Ron, would y'all fly that old man to exactly. the COVID central? You, you don't... Tease like, just Ron don't give me a picture of yourself. Exactly. You don't tease Ron Simmons if you're not trying to get serious about being a nation. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and then when, when you do that, and then you, you don't go out and do nation tactics, mm-hmm. that's a problem. That, that you, you shouldn't even lead somebody up to do that. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they got to go out there and be New Day. But what I'm saying is you got to go out there and then establish your point as... This is going to be the hurt business. My job is I'm going to get Bobby in the championship that he wanted because I got to get away from Lana. I'm getting Shelton on TV. And you know what, Cedric or Ricochet, y'all keep losing as a tag team. 
They just added Mustafa Ali to the mix, so I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, but but even still, when the nation first started, they didn't just have all black guys. No, no, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm just talking about them as a tag team. Yeah, I'm about to say because you can add you can add people. You can even add Bianca Belair to the group. That would be nice. You can you can add some to the group, but you know what I'm saying. But I I think going out with nation because first of all, you don't need to write nothing political for no black people right now, especially yeah, especially if not you right have now. People in the creative room who are not black, right? Yeah. For black. Do you, we say do you think that no, I'm just gonna say do you think that Ron Simmons was telling him like it's not your time as in like it's not the time for that yet or it's not your time as in like it's not time for for, to, for this thing to happen well it could either be one or the other but the, the, the issue that I'm having with that is they showed him on television mm-hmm. which gives an easter yeah. egg and he was talking so to what, so you're saying they saying Godfather come on the screen no because look who he's talking to remember when the nation first started it was Farouk D'Lo Brown, Clarence oh, Mason, and, and it had what was it? Uh, Skull and Eight Ball. So when did Savio Vega join? No, but I'm saying, but anybody Savio Vega? I'm talking about. Remember when? Oh, he did. Savio Vega was part of it for a little bit, but uh, okay, okay. you see him talking to the Viking Raiders also. Yeah. And I'm like, see, that's that that's original nation territory. Why do the Viking Raiders talk to Ron Simmons? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, the Viking Raiders didn't talk to Big Show. It's like it's like you, there, there's something that's going around, and I'm hoping that they stop it mm-hmm. before they make a true mistake. The thing that I saw that apparently backstage there there's negative feedback about it. More than likely, the same comments we're making now, where people feel like it's not a good time to do something like that. I really, right? you know, and I don't think it's just all black people saying that either. Oh, I didn't say it was all black yeah, people. I, I just said negative feedback yeah, from backstage because I really think because the thing is. The nation as a group were never good guys, and that's not something that you want well, to do. do right exactly, now. they would ne- piss off a lot of folks. A, a lot of people. I'm you saying. got corporations pretending like they give a shit. So if you're not on the train, they already mad at you about your low ass ratings. Yeah, it's gonna be some stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, I was say they were already a uh, just like hey, this this is a heel group, and the what made them here, especially when the Rock took over. As a nation, you know, the Rock was just like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We grew up black guys, but hold on, Rod. We ain't got to do all this fighting. We got money now. That was it. That, that, am I lying, Prime? The ugly ass shirt. Nah, no. That's, <laughs> so, that was I mean, the, that was I, the I thought there was kind of faces there. But at the end, the well, it's like I with DX. Yeah. Yes, because the, the nation was more, they just, was more serious. But when, when, see, when Farouk was there, it was all about fighting for the black man. Yeah. When the Rock yeah. took over, the Rock was just like, "Chill, you all serious? We got money now." I might be black, but money is green. I'm you know, what <laughs> you know what I'm and I, I just don't think like if they come out there and they be like, oh, "We we gonna kneel this whole time," you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't make a mockery of the that. movement that's, that's going on. That's, that's nothing that happened with his yeah. homie in the office. That's not happening. It so, but yeah, I, I just don't think it was a good time. But you know, uh, I do think it was a good time for it though. Three ain't enough, but uh, I do five. Second dance? Oh, I was just going to say the, the dance, Carmella dance thing. Okay. No, it's not. So, Kofi on SmackDown came out and just said, look, man, I'm going to be out six to eight weeks, you know, because of COVID or I'm really injured. He should, or, he should not have given, given a time on it, to be honest with he you. Really, because, look, we know it's going to be – honestly, I don't know if Kofi's really injured. Or I really think he wants to go uh, back. He went through two tables from the top row. He probably is. He, I mean, I, that was a hard bump he took. 
I mean, he, 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 really may be, he really may be injured to the point or to the point where it's like, I want to be my family. I don't want to be in this COVID thing all the time. He so he gave the blessing because there's no Xavier Woods. There's no, there's no Kofi. And he gave Big E the blessing to have the singles run. Now, do you think that this could be uh, a way for them to slowly split up the New Day? No. I don't think they're going to ever split up. They're going to still check them that's out. Like, what like I, that's what I this is the best way to do it. Without splitting up the new day, because see, here's okay. the thing: you had great groups mm-hmm. that went on and had great singles careers, yeah. but to the point that they unnecessarily broke up the group for what reason? Some groups is like it's time for you to go, and then there's some, some groups getting together so that they can break up. Exactly, and, and some groups is to the point where it's just like you don't like. To me, the Shield didn't need to break up, but however, the but the Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose feud was great. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But then, then they got back together, and then they kept putting them situ- and they kept putting them situations where they had to fight each other. Except, yeah. except was a heel, and Dean was a face, and Roman was Roman. And I'm just like, Roman, what's uh, Roman? I'm sorry. You you didn't need to do that. The, the, the thing about the new day is, look, Xavier Woods knows that world champion is not in his career path. No. But Xavier Woods is better than Consequences Creed. He came a long way than he was when he was Consequences Creed. And I think he's happy with that. And once he, as he's getting older. I feel like Xavier would probably be happy just getting paid to host Up, Up, Down, Down. If we're being completely honest. Yeah. yeah. You know, for him, being compared to Kofi his whole career, I'm, he, I'm, I'm glad he like, actually got somebody. Yeah, exactly. I think he's, he cares about that. Now, on top of that, Kofi has been doing his thing for the past 11 years and had a championship run. Not if, I, I thought he was going to get the Christian treatment, but he didn't. He he got he had six. First of all, more necklace. Kofi won a championship at WrestleMania. You always know it's always in SummerSlam when you when you lose it. He mm-hmm. lost it uh, on the premiere of SmackDown against Brock, which was in October. So, with that being said, I'm like they gave Kofi. A, I mean, I like the way he lost it, but I'm saying they gave they gave him a runway. I'm like so Big E only had one singles run when he came to WWE, mm-hmm. and that's when he had the Intercontinental Championship after he left Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee. So, turning making Big E into a big single star, like I want him to come back out with the powder, okay? I want him to come out there with. Just, I want the five count to come back. That's what got Big E over in NXT. That five count. I don't think that's gonna come back. That's not gonna come back. You want the five count gonna come back? I don't, I don't think Serious E is gonna come back. You so, can't come back after stuff he does. I still think he'll still be goofy. No, but here's the thing: I don't want Big E new dang it. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You think they st- if you think they're not fitting to split them up, you think he- they're going to just have him out there all on his own, not being... No, I, I, what I'm saying, I think the first couple of matches going, but I'm like, there has to be there has to be a joke in him to be like, because Big E can show that he can be serious. And I'm thinking, like, he, he may not go back to, you know what I'm saying, the, 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 the red, yellow, and black, or the green clothing and stuff like that, but I mean... That would be the time for that. But, it would be. But I'm saying, but him coming out... And you know, with them weight bands on and with the powder to the point like yo, like if they said AJ Styles beats Grand Metal League, which was gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. And AJ comes out and says, Look, I'm beat everything by Spender has offer, right? And then Big E comes out and he challenges <laughs> what you said. Say that again. <laughs> no. I don't beat everybody no. that Spender oh, has no. to offer. <laughs> Please. So, so when AJ says that and Big E comes out like no, me and you at SummerSlam. AJ got a problem putting Big E over. 
So, Biggie can win a championship right there, and you can start the big day. Because honestly, I'm like, you could get you could get Biggie the, the Universal Championship, but you know you got to build him up for that a little bit. Yeah, you got to build him up. Even to what you just said, I think they should build him up at least first. So. Yeah, know, and people thinking like he's just a, you know people thinking. Because you know how people are. He's just a tag team guy. He's not a singles guy. Yeah, because people don't remember Big E from like 2013, 2012. Very long time ago. Yes. Why was that your AJ Styles impression? I just had to. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. But yeah, more thoughts on it? No, I I just I think it would be cool to see him as a single star. Um, I'm just curious as to. How they're going to package him as a single star? Is he going to come out and just be oh? Like I don't like what we. <laughs> is he? Is he going to do like what is he going to do? You know, you know why your family style? Who don't look at you? Why you doing on the on the screen? Like no, I mean like I I, I want the, the the way to build Biggie up in my opinion is like okay because look we all know AJ's being grand mentally, okay. So who does AJ have an opponent for SummerSlam? So, since you can't do too many battle royals, okay, you can do a, a mini tournament, or you can do another Fatal Four, so something to qualify. You think they care about the rules of COVID? <laughs> so, Honestly, at this point, they probably don't give a shit. You have Biggie win that, and then challenge AJ Styles, and then AJ in the storyline will talk about some. Okay, Biggie, look, you're a good guy and all, but uh, you're a tag team guy. Can you please? You gotta stop, okay? Oh my god! So AJ does oh. that, you know, does that and throws that Biggie's face. Don't do Triple H from 2003 with Booker T. I'm saying just. I'm like a freaking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and then he keeps berating Biggie, and Biggie, you know, gets his pastor voice all like that. Like, I'm gonna take it, you know, saying the title. And then they have a match at SummerSlam. They have a damn good matchup, and Biggie wins the belt at SummerSlam. Is it because it's late that you just keep doing these things? I well, need to understand. Well, you got to know who I'm talking about. People got to know who I'm talking okay. about. Okay. And I think that that would be a good way to book Biggie right there. In, in my opinion. Well, write a letter to WWE Creative because I don't know if that's going to happen. They never going to get my letter. Like, 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 people from YouTube ain't never going to get my letter either. So. <laughs> But when it comes to, you know, her building new star stuff like that too, remember last week we talked about the hashtag that Naomi deserves better. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, Booker T came and gave his two cents about, you know, the whole hashtag with Naomi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I do know, if somebody could pull it up, there was a a retweet of him and, him and Naomi, and they kind of settled whatever was going on. Oh, I had no desire to pull that up, but go ahead. What? Go ahead, go ahead. I'll look. I'll look for it. So, um, uh, on on the latest podcast, Booker T addressed the situation, and he said, um, uh, he said, I say to hell with all these hashtags. That's what I say. Maybe because I'm old school and I can't see myself back in the day. Uh, we did have the dirt sheets and could have easily got into dirt sheets by saying something. I just couldn't see myself using social media on that platform to try to move up in the business, especially if you're talented. I said Naomi is probably the most athletic female in the locker room and perhaps anywhere in the world as far as the wrestling business goes. But as far as making it to uh, the level 
it it up. Uh, it is ch- channels you gotta go through. It is learning curves and really in depth studying you have to go through to actually get to that point. Trust me, it doesn't happen by accident just because you can go out there and do a backflip or a big move. It's not about the moves, guys. It's really not. I always think about what was told of me by guys like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and uh and that stuff uh it resonated. Anybody out in the world that's trying to get into the business, if you think someone like Ricky Dragon Sebo cannot help you learn this business better, even still today, okay, that's your opinion. I'm going to end it on this. If you think I can't help you at all, and that's all I'm trying to do is help, you can get uh, to get you to the next level. You think guys on the internet, on social media can help you more than I do? Go that route. I'm going to leave it at that. Now, can yeah. I just can I just insert something here? I gotta call it back to our guy Lionel Green, also known as Leo Rush. Here. We're gonna government right here now? feels okay. like what he was talking about. Because I know he was directing his comments at Mark Henry because he had some issues with him. But this right here feels very counterproductive. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. I I feel like. He's in his feelings about whatever happened with Mark Henry NXT and when he got to 205 Live and maybe when the ring roster or whatever. But these kind of comments give me that feeling. Like, there are people there who are more willing to play the game and will hold you back because you do not feel the same that they do. Because I'm going to be real with you. I pulled up what she said. So I'm going to read to you what she said. After he tweeted that or said that, she just uh, responded with will do and tagged Booker T um, with a gif um, of Jim yeah. Carrey. So then Sasha Banks replies, don't feed into useless opinions. No matter what who they come from, keep glowing and shining like you always do. You ain't got nothing to prove to anyone. Hashtag team bag, right? So, he, so then she retweeted, um, the end part that you just said, I'm going to end it on this, etc., etc. So says, I don't feel this. This is from coming from Naomi. Mm-hmm. I don't feel this way, nor would I ever say something like this. Though I felt my work ethic and what I have earned on my own merit was dismissed, the advice and constructive criticism was greatly appreciated and will be applied, especially coming from at Booker T five times. I'll continue striving to improve. So he replies, I appreciate that. I'm only ever here to help. And if that's if there's any way I can, the offer will always stand. Yeah. This is the same issue we talking about with Vince. These guys who are very I'm not gonna <clears throat> say very disconnected, but are very old school and don't seem to completely understand how things are going nowadays. It's not like Naomi started the Naomi Deserves Better hashtag. If she feels like, yes, she deserved better than she got, and she wants to agree with someone who created the hashtag, or people who tweet that she's great, and they want to see her do more, and they're upset about her being in a dumbass karaoke segment, she has every right to do that. That does not negate what she's done. Which is why I agree with what she's saying. Which is like, even though I think that these comments were very dismissive of what I've already done here. 
I get it. So, yes, everybody has room to improve. We've already established that she has room to improve. But you can't... There's a certain arrogance, some of it well-earned to an extent because of who you are and what you've done in the business. But to say, if you think some guys on the internet can help you more than I can... When did she say that? Like, it it seems like... It felt like more of... It felt like creative criticism and kind of an an, an attack to 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 certain to just a bit because it was just like when did she come out and say I don't want I don't give a shit about what you said or you don't know what you're talking about. Nah, she didn't say that, but the fan they was they was getting them. For See, I, I was about to say I wait till my turn come because I think what happens to everybody is indirect anger. Exactly. Because people are coming at Booker T for saying the things about Naomi. And, and, again, some of the stuff that he said is not untrue, but it's just, again, the way you package it, it's, it's all in the way you finesse it. And Booker T ain't, it ain't a finesse. He ain't fitting the mince words, which he really shouldn't. But... Again, I feel like that right there is in trying to validate your point. You are chopping her off at the knees. I can agree with that. That's where. That's uh, what I'm. Saying. I, I can agree with that. I also see. I also there. There's two different eras talking here too. Mm-hmm. See, Booker uh-huh. T came up in racist WCW that was like blatant. It's mm-hmm. just not systematic, racially insensitive WWE. Mm-hmm. WCW was like, blam! Like we're going to make you two slaves. With Cur- remember that him and Stevie Ray, Jesus Christ. and he came out with a uh, Colonel. What was his name? The manager who, who like who like uh, Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. Th- that was WCW because WCW is a southern promotion. Mm-hmm. Okay, in Georgia. So, bu- southern promotion. You said no. <laughs> so, Everyone stop. So with him having to fight and claw to get to where he's at mm-hmm. you know and like I said they didn't have social media back then exactly I understand what he's trying to say I think he's directing at the wrong person exactly I think I really I really in my opinion I think he's directing at the, at the wrong person now and once again also I think he's directing all the anger he's getting from fans to her and that's that's not, not right. that's not right neither, and to to the point where, like I said, it it could have probably been a thing where she probably could have called him up. He probably could have talked to her like one on one, like like adults, and I had to do it over social media. I don't know. They didn't explain all that stuff like that, but they might not even had that kind of relationship though. They may not. I'm not, I'm not saying they may not. But if he if he if he wants to go out and reach out to help younger talent, it's like this. Booker T trained Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. I can see the difference in Ember Moon that I can see in Naomi. Yeah. Okay. I can see. Uh, I, I can see. Well, if I compare them two together, I can see different flaws and different higher things because those are two both athletic women. Yeah. But Ember Moon has a different presence about her that Naomi doesn't have yet. So, um, it does come off as dismissal. I understand. You know the the. the, the 
because I I, I I truly think Booker T wants Naomi to succeed, but I think it's more of a thing where it's just like we've seen people get over because somebody put a hashtag out, and I guess he feels as though that you know uh, she needs to do more work, which I agree with that. But I'm saying, but you, I still want you to su- support your people. It, it's like I said, it's hard because like I said, no matter what I say, I'm coming off on like uh, the wrong side. Here, I don't know if you're coming off on the wrong side. This is exactly what I was telling you about the other day when I was telling you about mansplaining. Yeah, this very much feels like a mansplaining situation. Naomi had nothing to do with this, and instead of saying, instead of coming and saying, you know, oh, you know what, I didn't realize, I don't exactly understand completely how social media works, (laughs) and I didn't know that Naomi had nothing to do with this. Or even if that's you don't want to come out and say that, if once she came to you and said, I didn't say any of this, I didn't say that I didn't want your help, I don't want it to come off like that, I'm always willing to do the work. After she said, you know, I felt like my work ethic was dismissed, this is your chance to come in and say, that's I didn't, I don't want you to to feel like that that everything you've done is dismissed but I still want you to work to improve or whatever but that's not what he did so in the end he still comes out looking like the ass mm-hmm. that's just my that's just my take on it again what he said was not completely wrong but you're not finna chop this black woman down at the knees if you're so concerned with everybody scraping and clawing why would you do more to to, to harm what's going on. That's counterproductive. How about you, Prime? I think when he when he was saying it in the quotes, I think I I thought I knew what he was trying to say, but I was like maybe he didn't say it right. Because I was thinking, because the way that people on Twitter made it seem as if he just totally dismissed them and he called her trash or something. So what he, they was making it seem like. I just thought he meant no matter what you've done, no matter how many accomplishments you have. You should still start from scratch. I like you start from scratch. It's what I felt like you were saying, as like, yeah, you don't won a championship and you deserved all this, but nothing is deserved. You still have to earn everything that you get. Is what I thought he meant because they were saying she deserved despite like right now, like she deserves to be the champion right now, even though she she, she did kind of leave and come back. So I thought he was kind of doing it from that angle. That's why. There have been a lot of hashtags that go around, or or the uh, chant that I hear some people say, like you remember the, the "You deserve it" chants like that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. S- s- some of them are just like, oh, "Okay, look, I, I I get it," and some I don't get. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm being serious. If Naomi goes out and you know beats Lacey Evans on Friday, we know why. And then if they want to put her, say if the Sasha Bailey thing gets extended to WrestleMania, right? So, I can see Naomi being the next challenger for Bailey at SummerSlam. But that's not the... That don't fix the problem. That, that don't fix the problem for both ends because, you are, like I said, you're going to have one half saying, well, you're pandering. And you have the other half saying that, um, you know, it's about time she, she got this, but does she really deserve it? I, you know... Naomi 
and I'm going to go back to the podcast I listened to, made a good point. He says, does Naomi deserve better? She does. She deserves not to be singing in no karaoke contest. She deserves to have a storyline. She deserves to go out there and have matches. Because there's a, there's a lot of women on that roster that you can say that about. Mm-hmm. They all deserve better, but some people... Some people get it misquoted. Some people think deserving better means just straight up going for the championship. championship. That's not. Oh, that's, that's, I don't think that's no, what it means. You may not think that, but that's what people. That's what people are identifying it with. When they're saying Naomi deserves better, as in, some people have said on Twitter, said you when it, when Charlotte was agreeing with the hashtag and they're saying you should have given some of your title reigns again. That's not. It. That wasn't it. I mean, and I well, think that was cre- this hashtag was created directly in response to that dumbass karaoke segment. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, <laughs> she deserves better than that. Ruby Ride deserves not to be losing twelve matches in a row since she came back. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Bianca Belair deserves to be not on to TL- be on main event. I'm sorry. Is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, a boss main event even a thing. Why? Why are we doing dark matches for the PC workers? What are <laughs> we doing? I, okay. it's, it's like we don't we don't need it there are there are a list of women because if you think about it they don't treat if the women in the top storyline for the title mm-hmm. they don't treat them like anything Kyrie Zane deserves better to get her ass beat by Nia Jax for the past couple months she allegedly is about to leave anyway well she, she leave I'm saying but at, at that, she deserves better than that for the talent so that she, as she, as she, as she, she puts it there and I'm not trying to turn this away from a black thing, no. right? They type down there, but I'm saying, but when it comes to the women on there, there's so many women that they have that des- deserves better than the time, effort, or any that they give the woman. Because it's right, it's like right now, if you're not Sasha and ba- Sasha and Bailey or no, Oscar, who are you? I'm on the main roster. Oh, girl. Um. Oh my God. The other iconic. I I can't Billy identify K? one from the other. Whoever is not there was able to just walk away. Billy she wasn't Kay. there. She wasn't there last week. Yeah, Billy Kay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She wasn't there last week, and she's just like, I'm taking care of other business. How in in the time where we have what maybe two actual tag teams? How besides unless you sick mm-hmm. for real, or you really? Why would they just let you step away on business? They would never just... Maybe it's her, you know, mother or something, you know. Well, she said that she was handling, like, she tweeted herself that she was handling something with her business, like a work business. Mm -hmm. Um, And people were speculating that she could be sick and she's just saying that because they don't want people getting it out. But whatever the case is, I'm just... When I said earlier that you have... We'll see it next week when she come back. Yeah. Uh, You have a struggling-ass women's division. And I'm not saying that in the sense of AEW because theirs is struggling, struggling. Yeah. You have a struggling woman by your own design. It's not for lack of talent or lack of people. And I think also, Booker, she comes from that. They see, it's that that respecting women era. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, that, that's, that's a lot of problem. I've always said I feel those wars more sexist than racist, mm-hmm. and I, I, I will continue to keep saying that. And I think you know. Because he's on video congratulating and giving big ups to Kofi for his title run. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you got to understand that these women, no matter, sometimes no matter how much they scratch and claw, do not get the same opportunities as these men do. 
maybe he feels like Kofi deserved it because he's been here for eleven years and he just now. So got one year or one year over Naomi. So I'm saying, but so, I'm just I'm yeah. just being sarcastic. I'm not being serious. Yeah, and like I said, I would love to learn from a uh, of a Hall of Famer uh, like Booker T. I'm saying I think his words were misplaced and it was definitely aimed at the wrong person, and it should be a thing like where you you, you need to take responsibility for your actions. I apologize to this woman because she, she had nothing to do with the hashtag. And right now, this is the way the world works. Okay, so if they're going, if they're going to tweet out, and then her fans want to support her that way, mm-hmm. then I'm saying, okay, she gets support, and then she's going to come. She keeps coming and doing her job regardless. She can keep going to the gym and doing her stuff regardless. Then it's like this. She okay, didn't pull a Sasha Banks. What you mean by that? Well, she just left. Oh yeah, she disappeared. Yeah, Sasha ain't getting no reason to mess. She just. She yeah, disappeared man. and came back and look where she's at right now. Uh, she came back because, the, yeah, exactly. I'm saying, I'm saying, if she wants to go to the side by the look, like, you know, uh, after talk about this, okay, let me talk to Booker. Let me talk to, like, how can I try to get this character over? How, how can I, what's some things I could do? If they, if it was handled better, better like that, like behind the scenes, I think, you know, probably a little better, but I mean, it's just, it, it sounds very tone deaf. I have a good question. I have a question. Uh-huh. Good, I can't say a good question. I have a question. I would be curious to know how many superstars, especially women, are actually going to Booker T. I don't know. I'm curious, because you always hear people talk about Mark Henry, whether you had whatever problems you may have with him or not, because somebody said in the comments when I was reading that story, it seems like Booker T and Mark Henry are really quick to criticize other black wrestlers. I didn't say that. That was in the comments. Mm-hmm. But I still hear people saying they go to Mark Henry. I don't hear people really saying like they do to that magnitude. Yeah, I went to Booker T for some advice. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. I, and this, I know y'all can't physically answer this question, but I'm genuinely curious. Do they really feel like what he says gives value to their career? I think some feel, people. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no I was just gonna say, or do they feel like, like he will respond like this? No, I think some people actually do because he did kind of start a career with some people. Like his reality of wrestling did bring up the Usos, so I don't know if that counts at the his like wrestling promotion of him physically saying, "Okay, these guys are going." Like they actually take people from his actual company. To I don't start know. training for WWE. I don't mean his. I don't know if that counts. I don't mean folks like an Ember Moon or Uso. I don't mean people who came from his like he trained. I'm talking about people in WWE in the business. How they turned to a Mark Henry or how they turned to a Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no! Nah, I don't. I mean, no offense to Booker, but Booker wouldn't be the first or even first an R-Truth ghost. Yeah. at this point. Yeah, R-Truth yeah. would be. Yeah, I'm curious. Well, it, 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 I feel like yeah. R-Truth or Titus or something. Because yeah. that would that that right there tells me everything I need to know. Uh-huh. Not necessarily what your outward persona. If this is what you're willing to say out to the public, mm. or you have misguided anger, or whatever, I can only imagine what you're willing to say when the cameras or Twitter or IG or whatever is not on. So I'm curious to know that because he's like, well, you know, I'm just here to help and blah. But do people really want to go to you for help when you do shit like this? I mean, I can't argue. And then the answer, the answer to the question is like I, tr- I truly. Oh, so I, I, no, sorry, no, no. I just thought of a name. We'll go, go I, ahead. Remember, I thought of, I thought of, 
Xavier Woods, he actually does go to Booker. I'm saying, but that's the thing. I've heard different men go to Booker. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Um, I haven't heard any women. I mean, other than the ones that he has trained. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That has done that. Like, once again, I don't know what plays out behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I don't, know. I, was like, I just was a rhetorical yeah. question. I know, I know. So I don't know because a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, truly, people tweet stuff and then they probably talk about it backstage. Like, I don't know what truly goes on. I can only go by, once again, you know, the, the stuff out there. And then, yes, um, other than the, the whole Leo Rush thing with Mark Henry, I haven't heard anything bad about Mark Henry. I don't know. T- like, to the extent of what the whole thing with the Leo Rush thing is. I don't know if that's the first time I've heard that though. Um, like that they feel like they're harder, and it could be a kind of the same thing that we like. Well, as a people personally experience, yeah, you're going to be harder on me because you know I've got to work harder than say it, my other counterparts. But it, it's also a thing where like because uh, I know Prime watches e- uh, First Take, and we we was watching yeah. when they was talking about the whole thing about what what Charles Barkley said about what's been going on mm-hmm. how he turned, he turned into the circus mm-hmm. and I forgot who the guy from the Dallas Cowboys was saying like we don't sit and have conversations because two three years ago I would have thought that Stephen A and Charles Barkley is not for us mm-hmm. but they come from a different era and sometimes you, you, you really gotta sit down and have these conversations which I don't think both sides don't have because I, I was just about to say this is another one of the fall like the the, the drawbacks mm. of constantly having your constantly throwing your older talent or your older legends in yeah. where they're always around and it's like y'all still want stuff to be the way it's one yeah. thing to like visit show up yeah. a little, every so often but to always be around and to still have your hand and stuff you mm. still want stuff to happen the way it was yeah. happening when you were around and it's not like that anymore it's, it, exactly it's kind of like when he was saying my grandmother was like what are y'all so angry about mm-hmm. and he was just like cause y'all I came from an era where none of y'all no African American made a million dollars you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying and now you know it's better for me cause I'm from that era and he said well let me tell you what's going on in this era so I think with, with the way Booker T is looking at it is like you're in this white man's world, mm-hmm. okay? Especially as a black woman. There is triple the work that you're going to have to do. And glowing ain't it. It's glowing and being, because look how athletic Booker T is. That ain't what got him to, you know, to that spot. Booker T has been a ruling since the 80s. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, doing all the break and doing all the stuff that Stevie Ray couldn't do. I'm just saying. <laughs> Always that, find a way to slide I, that I would, man under I would. the bus. Uh, Oh, come did, on, you know who won the name of Booker T. Is the that yeah? So that did not get him to that point. But when he learned the ring psychology, when he learned promo, when he learned character, and he had to force himself in his mind, which is unfortunate, he still probably thinks that she's fighting in nineteen ninety five. It's not nineteen ninety five anymore. I mean, yeah. He probably yeah. like, Well, you're not playing the game. Um, so, so the way he's looking at it is like, let me tell you because I worked with this and I worked with that, what they're looking for. And to be honest with you, that's not always the case anymore. Mm-mm. And I think that sometimes that happens with uh, with Mark Henry. They're, 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 you got to understand people from different they're, eras. They're, no, I, and I think yeah. that we understand that. But I wonder if it's... Because the 
usually the younger counterpart is like, look, bro, we looking at it just two different ways because we from two different Eric. times. But you gotta, a lot of times, these people from the, your elders from the other eras and you know different time periods looking down at you like you're still a child or something like you don't know what you're talking about and because you didn't go through what they went through sometimes they feel like what you say has no value mm. but if we're talking about playing the game in 2020 i'm the one still playing the game you've cashed out and retired and went in to to sit you know at home i'm doing what's happening right now but that doesn't seem to resonate. And that's not just in wrestling. That's all over the place. Mm. I don't know. Because I know we've been on this for a minute. I just... I want for Naomi to get the opportunities that she deserves that she puts the work in for. Mm-hmm. And I also want for people not to come behind and make her... It's like, we got to bite the bullet a lot of times for shit that we don't even do I gotta come in and come behind somebody and clean up their mess mm-hmm. I had nothing to do with and that's exactly what just happened she have shit to do with this but she had to come out and be like you know I'm I'm sorry that this ha- that this went down like this and she didn't do anything but you know we can move on I don't wanna keep keep beating the dead horse no it's alright um well, you know, somebody who uh, is claiming that, you know, their career needs a refresh or restart is uh, your boy Matt Hardy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Matt Matt Hardy uh, came out and was saying, he, he made a YouTube video on his YouTube channel, I believe it was. And, um, I think so, or just Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. And then, uh, oh, you okay? It's a clip from the, the next thing we're supposed to be talking about. Oh God! Uh, yeah, so uh, you know he 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 was saying that you know it's time for uh, Matthew Hardy, and he was like this. So he says, uh, "It's frustrating." So he says in this video, "But I know I'm not the only one that is frustrated today. I'm sure most of the majority of Americans are frustrated. It is frustrating time in this country. I mean, we have so much division. It's insane." It's chaos. Democrats, Republicans, uh, we're in the midst of a killer pandemic that has killed over 140,000 Americans, and both sides of the political parties are trying to weaponize it towards each other Mm -hmm. for their own gain. There's so much racial injustice, social injustice, so many problems going on, so much division. I can't stand it. It's frustrating. And so I decided to do my part and try to heal some of this division. Trying to do what I can to put it back together. Trying to be a voice of reason. I've had a lot of life experiences, so maybe now is the time for me on AEW programming to just be real and be someone I have never been on TV or on screen before, and that's me. Maybe it's time for me to be Matthew Hardy. Maybe it's time for me to just be me. Now, obviously... Before that quote right there, he does talk about he was happy to come in all elite wrestling, but he came in right there at the pandemic when he stopped doing crowds. And of course, he wanted them all to be chanting to leap the leap, but that's not what happened. And he didn't expect the Broken Man Hollywood debut on the first ever AEW empty arena. Because that's that's what happened. Because remember, when Matt Hardy 
got got left. He he was in the crowd when Randy Orton slammed his head on the steel steps. Mm-hmm. He came over to AEW, and then that's when they was just like, no crowds no more. Like literally, <laughs> I'm sorry. the that's next a, week it was a, horrible timing. It was just terrible timing, and uh, he said, you know, it was like it was weird because it was like so so weird, so crazy. It is. Uh, and then he I'm said, looking at this picture of Brooklyn Matt Hardy right behind us. Yeah, and then he was sitting, he was sitting talking about you know he's supposed to be working with Sammy Guevara, and then he got suspended. Oh, so shit. you know, he just got a he had a bad run. It, 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 yes, a, uh, Broken Matt Hardy stuff in AEW is not the greatest. But I'm saying, but I, 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 he was there, and I'm, I'm glad he wanted to perform for the AEW fans. But you know, um, it's it's frustrating, and I understand what we're trying to go to now. Once again, obviously. I don't blame him for doing this because it takes a lot of energy to pull off what Matt Hardy does. I can only imagine. He ain't got no knees or nothing. Yeah. Matt Hardy, he does the broken stuff. Then he goes through all these different gimmick changes and stuff like that. He still got to wrestle. And I understand, like, now he's been coaching private party. He should honestly just be producing at this point. Like, yeah. he need to give his body a rest. Well, I don't mind the character of Broken Man. He don't have to wrestle all the time. Mm-hmm. But the character of Broken Man, I don't mind that. But I understand that if there, there, there's no crowd. Right, it's just like, what, what? What do you feed off of? I'm not out there taking these wrestlers bumps with no adrenaline. I can't imagine what that feel like. Oh my god! And and we have seen some crazy ass matches since the whole pandemic era started in WWE and in AEW. So I don't even know what it's like. Like to be able to go to go do your job. Like imagine me and Primetime as YouTubers, right? Mm-hmm. And say that as we're trying to you know build our channel. Can you imagine working? Four straight months, knowing that you gotta make some killer ass content, but there's gonna be no subscribers. Nobody watching. That's hard to do. I can only imagine. Probably like having a cinder block thrown at your, your body. It's like I'm not. I'm just doing this. Just out here. Now, once again, people My watching. People watching on TV. I understand what being TV for people, but they're not there. How about say who's feeding off of TV? Because so, the broken Matt Hardy gimmick only really works when you got an arena full of folks going delete, delete, delete. Yeah. I agree, but like I said, if we're working and we're not getting no subscribers, we know people are watching the, the videos. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Especially everything going on. And so, if he wants to be like, I want to be Matthew, and I want to be able to like help bring, you know, I want to bring help somehow. I want to on television and behind the scenes stuff like that. I'm cool with it. So he essentially wants to be Chris Jericho. Kind of. Not in the same. I feel like this. I feel like this is definitely a character. You said what happened? I feel like this is definitely a character, though. It could be, but I say I say Chris Jericho because his his primary goal in the last few years has been putting over new talent. Yeah. To some, to in one way or another. You're right. I mean, but I say, but even if it's not wrestling, if it's like, hey, I was part of one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Let me help out private party. Because uh, they're still young guys, they still take time. They they, they, they kind of botch a lot, kind of mm-hmm. like how Generation Me was back in the day. So, uh, yeah, you know, what I'm talking about Prime. So, uh, when that happens, it's like okay, if I, if I could take these guys, especially them as a black tag team, mm-hmm. if I could take them under under my wing and then you know help them out a little bit that way, then you know, say I'm cool with that. If I want to come out and just be, you know, just I mean, of course they're gonna turn into some wrestling angle, but. I don't got to come out and perform and do all this other stuff that is, that's going on during this pandemic. So maybe when the crowd comes back, Broken back, Man Hardy comes back. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it's just, I mean, I'm not, that was a little side story I wanted to, you know, 
get on. Uh, I, I didn't want to talk about your other side story about uh, Mr. Leo Rush's last match. I didn't say I wanted to talk about anything about that dirty ass boy. Well. <laughs> not I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about where they had the match. But okay. So uh, uh well. Are uh, we gonna talk about Leo Rush? I kind of had something else I wanted to talk about real quick. Okay, sure. What you wanted to say? Apparently, Impact is going back to 2010 because the Motor City Machine Guns won the tag titles. Ooh, what you know fuck? what? Could we? You know, this would be a good time for your Impact review. Ooh. Well, I'll make it short. I'll make it very Sick short. Motor City Machine Guns won the titles. Uh, EC3 came back to fight Moose or beat him up. Kind of it. Moose. Ace Austin. Uh-huh. Huh? I'm listening to you. Uh, Ace Austin is a young guy. Him and uh, Sawyer Fulton is going to fight the Good Brothers. And Eddie Edwards doesn't have a challenger yet for the title. And that's that's, that's, that's kind of it. Short notes. Oh, wow. So I was... Indiana Perazzo is just going to destroy the women's division. In a good way or a bad way? In a good way. Okay. That's about it. It was like a, it was a packed episode, but it was a short, you know, because they had a lot of people retiring, so they just came back, cutting promos and stuff. Okay, so it, uh, Impact still only an hour, or is it two hours? Uh, that I, I don't know. It went by quick. Uh, whatever it was, it went by quick. So, mm. I watched the full show. Impact actually goes by quick. I don't know if it's. They Impact is weird. They use their pay per views and the show after their pay per views to put on the best content possible, and then they just don't care about the content for six months. And then they have a pay per view that's the best content possible. Then they don't care about it for nine months. I don't, you know, I don't get it. But. I agree. I I, to, I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know how the hell <laughs> they did. First of all, just, just 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 real quick, where is they getting this money from? Th- thank you. I'm like, cause how they pay these these people to tell it? How they pay these guys? Not just paying them, not just paying them, paying them enough for them to like leave, not go to AEW. Yes, uh, I I know you're right. I I don't get that at all. I'm sitting. To, I'm asking myself like, how in the world are they making this much money? Like the pay guy, he said they they offered them a good a, a good amount of money. I'm like, what? Really? Someone else I don't get. Which they gave. <laughs> just sound funny to even say. They gave Brian Myers, aka Kurt Hawkins. I know exactly who you're talking they gave, they gave him the Kurt Angle promo. If you, if you know what I'm talking about. From 2006? Well, he's in the ring. And it, yeah, he's in the ring and it's the shadows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Now I'm, now I'm upset. And then they, they showed a close up on his face. He got like a COVID mask with his M on it, with his face on it. <laughs> oh, why? Out of all the people, they could have did that with EC3, but they did it with, with Kurt August. Yeah, I don't know that one. That, I don't, I would, I don't, I I don't know if that was a good one to do right there, man. I don't know. So, what, 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 uh, what would you what would you rate Impact then? Honestly, the show overall was a good show, and we got a good ending. Because the Motor City Machine Guns, that was the main event. So, yeah, I mean, I give it a thumbs up. 
I mean, I'm glad to see Motion Machine Guns back, but it's like, is it gonna make oh, me? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, I forgot a match. I'm a side and Rhino fought as well. <laughs> Did you just say? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a side and Rhino. He ain't just said that. Yes. He ain't just said that. <laughs> Homicide yep. and and Rhino. Yeah. Yes, yes. Homicide and Rhino. Homicide yes. is still an impact. Oh no, no, sorry, not Homicide. Hernandez and Rhino. That's better. <laughs> that that I, ain't better, bro. They Homicide. Uh, homicide. I think Homicide left, but Hernandez didn't leave. They came back in like 2018 to fight. Santana and Ortiz, and I think he just stayed since then. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I think he and Rhino are going to be a tag team here too. I think. You think Heath and Rhino? No, not again, not again. Why is Rhino still <laughs> wrestling? I hey, you got to make some money somehow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, yeah, well, well. I just, yeah, that's just a quick impact stuff. Yeah. Okay, no, that, I mean, it's all good. I, I'm not mad at you about that one. All right, let's get into, um, God, I forgot what I was about to get into. <laughs> I, forgot, I, for, I forgot that quick about what I was about to get into. You know what, so. Uh, you want to talk about Twole, or you want to talk about the other thing? I, I, I was about to talk about that, that Leo Rush is having his last match. Uh, okay. Against, who was it against? Joey Janela. Joey Janela in AC. Don't know who saw it. But was there a crowd out there? Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. Because the thing is, I'm just like, I would love to go walk the boardwalk, but that is just, a, I don't want to walk in all that COVID. Because I know I'm not going to be the only one that's, I'm going to be wearing my mask, but I don't think I'm going to be about to wear a mask. People are going to try to go escape on the beach and all stuff like that, and then no, I don't want all that stuff flying all up in the air around me on that poor walk. Now, I think, I think the company Game Changer or GCW, I think they are more enforcing. Like they're more enforcing. Even though they're outside, they definitely enforce the, the rules. So, according to I guess the video, because I didn't see the the last match. He um, he had everybody had a mask on. Yeah. Okay. Look, I, just, I, just, oh, sorry, sorry. No, I'm saying I, I, I'm sorry that Leo Rush is feeling the way he does, but I don't think this is gonna be his last match. I don't either. I was gonna give some backstory on it real quick. Sure. Uh, I think they're fighting this match because I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago. George, George Janela, Leo Rush had this spot. Uh, do you remember the spot? You mean the power bomb off the ladder? Into the two tables, yes. Yeah, and, and he, he, he no sold it. Yes, and he no sold yes. it. That was George Janela that gave him that power bomb. Oh so, my god! <laughs> so George I think that's what pissed me like, off about Leo Rush. I think that's what pissed me off. <laughs> so yeah, he he came out and attacked him. He had like a you know all black biker. Outfit on or whatever, and then of course he had his last match with George Miller. He lost, but he had his last match, and they, they uh, you know, just said some words. George Miller kind of like said, if you don't, you know, if you don't like guys like him or just black guy, black wrestlers in general, then you should stop following me. Don't, don't watch me. Don't watch this company. Don't watch wrestling because these guys are important. Basically, is what he said. 
Wait, so is that what you said? That's George Janelle said? Yes. And he said, can you say what he said again? Because I'm, I'm sorry, it was kind of breaking up. No, I was kind of just paraphrasing. He was kind of saying, like, if you don't like this guy, like guys like this, like the, the black wrestlers, then uh-huh. you shouldn't watch me, you shouldn't watch this company, because these guys, especially whether you like it or not, or you want to accept it or not, these guys are crazy talented, the most talented people in the world, and if none of you got well, you know, he said worst word none of you racists went to watch to watch any of them then don't watch any wrestling period because you don't belong in this company, in this fan base well shout out to Joe Janela oh yeah oh yeah I, I appreciate him saying that don't mean the match was that great but uh well, yeah, I didn't see the match <laughs> I mean I, well did the lady sketch happen to see the match happen to see the match Leo Rush and Joe Janela all I saw was that spot that he did. You know, you know AC where they had those like tall cement columns next to like the little sitting areas. Yeah. He jumped off of one of those. Joey Janelle. And jumped off of one of those into I don't know was it a table? I don't fucking know. Let me just go back to the clip. I'll show you. <laughs> oh wow. There it is. Okay, so I'm watching the clip so, right here on the boardwalk. So I had to hold the ladder for him to get up there. Yeah. Lil is on a table. Look like two of them. Is it a table? I, I think it's a table. If hey, Lil hey, get up and no, if, now, we're watching this live right now. The podcast. If Lil gets up and no souls, no cells, this that that is high. We don't. Yeah, we don't get to see that what happens after this. It's just this, and then they just run to them to make sure they're not dead, and that's about it. I don't. That's a. Yeah, that's too high. That's so, too much. Yeah, that's, that's too much. That's George Nella for you, though. All right, well, I, I hope Leo Rush, you know, does come back to wrestling. It's not at the old ass, closed ass show book. Don't do that. Okay. So, recently, I had to take a sweep. My girl Big Swole was on a, a, po- a podcast. I think she was on AEW Restricted. I, I oh, believe. you know what? You're right. The the AEW Unrestricted podcast, and she comments on all the stuff that that uh, you know, a, a lot of things I found out about her. Her time in the Mayan Classic, uh, you know, being married to Cedric. How she want to be a wrestler. Her job at GameStop. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. random. How she was when she young and she almost died. There's so much stuff I learned about uh, Swole. And I, I think that that's known for, you know what I'm saying, because I, I was a fan of Big Swole. I, I think, you know, she, she needed to be sanded around the edges in the Mae Young Classic. Mm-hmm. But um, they, they never they never had called her back. But uh, she, um, <coughs> you know, the, the one of the takeaways from the podcast was the time she said that uh, she met Brock Lesnar. So sounds interesting. So uh, she said, hey, y'all the swole <laughs> "I don't know the swole voice that well. Do you know the swole voice?" Oh, uh, I, I know it, but I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, like, her voice is like a, a mama voice, like a like a mama. She got a mama tone to her voice. Yeah. Um. So she she uh she you know, she, she has no problem. She said she don't walk on eggshells for nobody because she ain't scared of nobody but the Lord and her mama. I saw. I'm looking at the transcripts now. Oh, because I'm not scared of nobody but the Lord, my mama, 
Uh huh. I didn't see Mary on Mary Ann Langhorn there at all. Therefore, I was just being me. So the whole time that I'm just crowd with people and people that I know and stuff like that, I see Brock Lesnar and every time he walks past all the extras, hello sir, hello sir, hello sir, acting like they got wedgies, just acting all stuck up and stuff. I didn't know that was too long. My bad. And then uh, I got, they got wedgies and everything. And uh, just acting all stuck up and stuff. I'm like, he's just a regular person. Stop bothering this man. So... <laughs> <laughs> he says, "So the last, per- so the last person bothers him, and they're like, thank you so much.' I walked to him, and I was like, Brock, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, I just want to let you know, I could whoop your ass. <laughs> and the fact that I had the balls to say that because I was like, I'm going to make him laugh because obviously he was so pissed off with everybody stopping him twenty four seven, and he was like." That's funny. What's your name? And I was like, I'm Ariel. And he was like, oh, okay. I remember that. You can whoop my ass again? I can whoop your ass. He's like, okay, okay. <laughs> he did the project. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, and, then, and then walks off. Uh, now, there was another transcript from uh, the podcast where Brock did see her again. Yeah, the one that I looked up doesn't have that part in it. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to find it. Uh, uh right now. I, first of all, um, uh, I I I thought that the, the the whole thing in the first place. I thought was, I thought that's funny because uh, Big Swole seems to be that kind of person. Somebody has to be in her. And, 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 I, and I'm about to say because Cedric don't have none of that. You know what I'm <laughs> Cedric, Cedric remind me of the hello sir. How you doing? He's how you probably doing? the straight lace parent. Yeah, you know <laughs> he uh. He probably he probably is though. I mean, if, if it, they, they got one kid though, right? I think so. So, Just real quick, while y'all looking for that, yeah. She also said a story about Seth Rollins, but she made it seem like he was a bad guy when in this story. Like she said, he tried to like uh, psych her out before a match. He because he was like, when you go out there, it's gonna be dark. You're not gonna be able to see nobody, and you're only gonna be able to focus on the person that you're fighting with. She said, when I got out there, I saw everybody. So she was like, all right, Mr. Rollins, Mr. Lopez, I see you. But the, the, way, the way she said it yeah. made it seem like he tried to joke her. I'm like, I personally don't think he tried to joke her. I think maybe when he first got out there, his first time, that's probably what he saw. You know, I don't think that was necessarily trying to joke her or treat her bad. But the way yeah. she said it, she said it like he was like just... Like he upset her so. Well, you know that's swole. Uh, it says here she ain't scared uh, of nobody but the Lord and her mama. She said, "You're right." <laughs> she said that after that, she said swole ran to Lesnar again. She says that she was uh, ribbed into thinking she would be security guard that would help hold off Lesnar. She talked about him confronting her about the past she marks. She said, "This is and I quote: read the transcript here. It was a good environment. I had fun." Swole reflected. They ribbed me and they told me I was supposed to be the security to make sure Brock wasn't supposed to be there. Because it was SmackDown the next day. So, of course, I'm like in my heels and stuff and I'm and I'm blowing up. I'm trying to do my job. I see Brock come and he's like, oh, you again. And you're the one that was saying you're going to whoop my ass. I was like, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> he goes, so you're supposed to be security with a question mark. They said, you're the one that's supposed to stop me from getting in here because he was supposed to beat a Randy, or- a Randy that day. I looked at him and I was like, you ain't seen me. <laughs> I ain't seen you, bro. And I'm like, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone because I don't want no problems. I'm just like, I'm just talking. My Twitter figures just happened to come out. I'm like, my bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine this fool getting that fucked? That is funny, though. She like, no, man, bro. No, man, I was just playing, man. I, I was just, just joking. You know, let's say, you ain't see me here. I ain't see you here. This didn't happen. So, so, <laughs> I ain't so, clock so, in yet. So, just real quick. Is she trying to say that Brock Lesnar showed up to TV when he wasn't supposed to? Probably did. <laughs> probably Brock did. Lesnar showed up. Brock Lesnar showing up to you when he's not supposed no, to. No, you know it's obviously part because he's supposed to be a bit of rain that night. Yeah, it's probably part of the storyline. Oh, okay. I was about to say because yeah. you know this man don't even show up when he's no, so it's, to it's show. probably part of the storyline, but remember, he, he's supposed to be security, and you know that night Brock was tossing security like left and right, like in the garbage yeah, yeah, and shit yeah. like that. So she, she like, <laughs> oh, so you want to get tossed tonight? And he, you know what? I don't fight being a sing brother. So, <laughs> so, so uh, I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm good, bro. You know, my I get loot them loose slip sink ships. So uh, she also talked about you know, just, just real quick though. Imagine that conversation though. That seems like an interesting. You security tonight? <laughs> yeah, I'm security. Yeah. Brock probably right, looked well. at her with that like devilish grin. He looked like when he be laughing at stuff like, <laughs> "Well, fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> probably that's probably more than Cedric has ever said to him <laughs> to this day. <laughs> But I think, but see, I think Brock got like a a, a kind of respect for her. Probably because she walked up to him and said she could whoop his ass. I mean, have you seen Brock live? That man is massive. Yeah. Even at like forty, she's some... smaller than me. Mm. She, she might be. <coughs> I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Hey, y'all heard that? No, someone down the road. He swallowed that swallow too fast. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. She also talked about. How you know uh, Cedric gave her the inspiration to uh, go into wrestling? Oh, yeah. Uh, That's nice. She actually uh, uh, was saying how much you know. Uh, <clears throat> where is it? I, I had it pulled. I had it pulled up uh, when, when uh, Cedric pulled to the back. He, oh, she was like, "Hey, babe, I want to wrestle." And he literally sat me down. He was like, "Okay, if you're going to do this, Ariel, you need to be a wrestler." I don't want to hear this whole you're not a women's wrestler. You're a you're a female wrestler. No, you're a wrestler. You need to have that heart, that drive. You're going to do this. There's no quitting for you. You will retire as a wrestler. It was amazing. It made me sit back and go like this is what I want. To, this is what I'm going to do. He kept me on the straight and narrow pretty much. So we get some I so stand crazy. by what my previous statements. <laughs> That he is definitely the straight laced parent. He was just like, no, it's nine o'clock. It's time for bed. No cookies. Yeah, he probably irons his khakis. Especially <laughs> when he when he in his regular gear, he got his glasses on, looking all spiffy, looking oh, like yeah. a regular. Yeah. And uh, to, to see him marking over Jason David Frank. Oh god. <laughs> Meanwhile, she out make, teaching the kids how to take bumps and shit. 
Yeah. So yeah, uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great interview. Big Show talks about a lot. Talks about that she was in the Air Force also. <clears throat> Homegirls, we go yeah. Into the wild so uh, it's it's a, it's a really good I think, huh? I think they swore, I think they was on the podcast with with Swerve, I believe. Oh, like Isaiah? Yeah, I think her and Swerve have a podcast. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's called uh oh my god, Swerve City, I believe. That sounds so generic, yeah, but I like it. It really does. Uh. <laughs> Cause I was thinking that same. I was like, it's probably something like Swerve Cities or that. So, oh, you know, say yeah. Big Swerve. Um, now to go on the see the podcast, we gotta talk about Pat McAfee. Oh my god, I just saw something uh, about that. Two time Colts punt Pro Bowl. You know what I'm saying? So he's a punter, sir. Sir. Yeah. And on on his show, that I I never really seen the Pat McAfee show, but um, when you said Pat McAfee, uh, I I thought. I was like, not that Pat McAfee. Okay. That one. Okay. Uh, Pat McAfee's show is a good listen if you're a sports fan. It's like, it's like, I want to be, it's like the, it's like a first take without Stephen Smith. <laughs> like with Max Kellerman, Skip Bayless, and like uh, another guy. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, how it would be. That's, that's how it would be. So, um, <laughs> he had Adam Cole on. And this is like a, a two hour podcast, so I didn't hear the whole thing. But there was a heated uh, argument at the end of the podcast. Adam Cole was on there for like a good fifteen minutes, like yeah. 10, 12 minutes. I just I'm just reading a quote from um, Mark Henry that they was talking about it. Now, he said it's not. He said it's not a work. So uh, uh, Mark Henry, come on. Come yeah, on. I know. Uh, so uh, he he was coming yeah. at. Are you gonna get backstory real quick? Are you gonna get backstory? And you, you want me to do it? No, no. You, you, you give me give me some backstory. Okay, so since I would say maybe 2018, Adam Cole and Pat McAfee had like a like a like a sort of a rivalry. I don't know if y'all watch the watch alongs. Oh, like, they do the watch alongs. Uh, they do the pre shows, and even one time I think Adam Cole. He cost Adam Cole a match. I think he was about to hit somebody with a chair. He like took the chair from him. Uh, they do the watch alongs and they like he gets on his nerves. He was like, who can I who can I compare him to? He was like Byron Saxton and JBL. It's like that. Yeah, hey, like, Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, and then, and then Adam uh, Pat Max was like Adam Cole, baby. He was like, why am I here? It's kind of like that relationship. Okay. So yeah, they been doing that back and forth. He 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 quote unquote hates Pat McAfee. So they've been kinda of back and forth since 2018, 2017. So that's kinda of like a backstory. Okay, yeah. So with that backstory saying, it looks like Pat McAfee obviously watches wrestling, right? So Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's on the he be on the uh free shows. Yeah. So uh he made the comment that, you know, uh even though Adam Cole's a good wrestler, he wouldn't be where he's at because he surrounds himself with really great talent. Uh, uh, okay. uh, uh, That's because he said he was small, but okay. No, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a quote before that. He was just like, because, uh, you know, the whole time they were kind of taking little uh, subtle shots at each other, but the one that kind of started this whole thing right here, he was like, uh, you know, you're good, you're very good, but you are nowhere near Shawn Michaels. And then he kind of just... Say it like smartly like that, 
And then Adam Cole said, well, Sean says I'm good. And Sean says I'm, I'm going to be one of the best. So then he was like, well, Sean's a nice guy, so maybe he ain't want to hurt your feelings. And then he goes on to say, I'm good. I acknowledge that Sean acknowledged that I'm on my way, but I still got years to go. And then he said, yes, you have, you know, years to go, but you're on your way. And then this quote is the next quote right after they just had that kind of back and forth. Yeah, when he comes out and says, basically, because you surround yourself with basically a, 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 <clears throat> uh, basically the undisputed era that Adam Cole got pissed and says, yeah. I find it so yeah, ironic that all people, uh, of all the people that say I surround myself with really great talent and that's why I su- uh, succeed, of all people, you? <laughs> what, a punter? I'm sorry. You being sorry, on a team that literally did everything. You just having to kick a football every now and then, and all of a sudden you feel like you're really important? Of all people to say that to me, I surround myself with super talented people, and that's the only reason why I was successful? You're a psycho. <laughs> Dude, he was like, he was like, <laughs> hey, the way he said it, though. I interview, bro. <laughs> he was like, first of all, I was putting her the decade in my position. He's, he's, I'll put her the decade. Put her the decade? <laughs> <laughs> it was like second of all, I didn't say they were the only reason. I said they were the main reason that you win. Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm the jobber of the year. Like, bro, what? He said I, I was the putter of the decade. But he my man got two Pro Bowls with the Colts. He has no championships. I I'm just like I was like, well, you know, Peyton Manning left by that time. So. Yeah, Peyton Manning left by that time. So he wasn't on the Colts when he had that, that one. When the Colts won that championship. So, <laughs> I'm just okay. Oh, uh, so that, that's hilarious to me. That whole exchange is funny. So, uh, obviously, that uh, he uh was pissed. He, he stood up from the seat. Uh, then he like knocked the microphone down. Uh oh. And then he was uh he got right right up in the back of his face and started like throwing f bombs and cursing him out. Like you fucking asshole and stuff like that. They called it the other guy, uh, t- the, the producer, someone that tried to come up there and calm down. He's like, get, get your fucking hands off. I was like, whoa, we're not bleeping none of this out. So, yeah, um, well, they, they do on theirs, but they, I guess they just let it slide. They're on serious? Oh, no, that was, I think that was, no, they're, they're on an actual, like, <laughs> they're on an actual, like, like radio station. Okay, yeah, no, what I'm looking at, it was the, uh, the thing for busted open. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what do you think it is? Do you think it's a work, or do you think uh, it's a shoot? Now, 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 I'm, I'm asking Lady Sketch. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Lady Sketch. I thought it was a work when I saw it. Like when I yeah. saw the clip. Uh-huh. Cause I a lot of stuff scrolls past my timeline. I see it with no sound. I was just like, "What is this nonsense that Adam Cole's doing?" <laughs> and I just kept scrolling. Uh, but no, I think it's a work. I think Pat McAfee is is trying to work his way into wrestling. And here we go. Here's no. your end. Because what you thinking, Prada? I don't think he's trying to work himself to be a wrestler. I think he just they just friends and they play this role so well. He was like, "How about you just come on my show, and uh, and we just have something so people can talk about my show and get more, you know, get more things between us." Because uh, it's not a WWE thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I mean, okay. well, first of all, 
Pat McAfee, if he's a wrestling fan, he knows how wrestling works. So you're not going to sit yeah, there. You're not going to sit there. Yeah, you, yeah. you're not going to sit there and talk about stuff where you surround yourself with, with, with more talented people. First of all, everybody watches Adam Cole. You know Adam Cole's extremely talented. Mm-hmm. He just ain't got no. He ain't got no build. So that's why probably Adam Cole. He needs some milk. A lot of it. So. <laughs> I forgot what Jim Cornette said about Adam Cole the, the other day when he was facing Keith Lee, uh, how he looked like. I can't remember the Jim Cornette infamous. Jim Cornette saying. just be saying so much shit. Who yes. knows? But, um... And apparently Adam Cole was 6'1". Bruh, it, did it go up? Because it was 6'4". Prime, Prime, I can send you a picture right now of me taking a picture of Adam Cole. I'm six foot. He is smaller than Mr. Amy. <laughs> I could have sworn I thought Adam Cole was like 5'10 or 5'9. But I, I guess he's being kind. Oh, you're man. right, you're right. Look, all I'm saying is, um, it, it looks like it worked to me. I know Mark Hay feels like he believes it's real, but I think he tried to, egg, you know, egg it, to on, egg it on. Egg it on a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'm like, it, it yeah, cl- they, they, they tried to. It's like, it like, it's clearly, like, it's, it's clearly a work <laughs> because, uh, I mean, what, what he said was funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> the whole putter he thing. Said, I was like, you're a psycho. That <laughs> took me over the edge, <laughs> that psycho part. But I, I don't know why. So I watched that part of the interview, and I was just like, that was, I like that. So I was I was entertained by it. So I don't know, because maybe Vince uh, wanted to get Pat McAfee over there because he lost Gronk. But no, I'm just when I say work, I don't think he needs to be arrested, because after the Gronk failure, we need to chill on that shit. Yeah. But he could... I feel like he could angle his way into like because I still know how Mojo Rice got a job. <laughs> if they have, I don't if, think. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say I don't think he was trying to get in the ring to wrestle nothing like that. No, no. I'm they have that. For like the, nah, he's not trying to get in the ring. He just likes like if I was him in his position, I would want to be like a commentator or like a maybe an announcer or something like that. So that's probably what he wants to do trying to do something because he does the pre-shows but he don't do like the actual shows so he's like maybe I can you know be a guest ring announcer or I can be you know guest commentator you know something small that I don't, got, I don't have to do anything but I can still be a part of this thing listen if Byron Saxon still here and he's <laughs> got a shot yeah you're right so uh, uh, that's pretty much it. With, with me and Prime, I'm about to cap this whole thing off with the Wednesday Night War. So uh, stay, stay tuned for that one. Then we'll get ready to end the podcast. Welcome back to the Wednesday Night War here on Nerd Coalition Studios and Nerd Coalition Level Up. Uh, so we had a tough battle this Wednesday with NXT uh, with the news about the North American Championship. And carrying cross, just you know, having a whole Rocky Four thing happen to Dominic Dajakovic. But then on AEW side, we had the return of Sammy Guevara, and so it was just a, a, a lot. And then of course, uh, an open challenge from one of my favorite indie wrestlers ever. So, oh, okay, yes, okay. ever. I'm a mark for uh, you know who when I get to him. So. Uh, we're going to get right into it. So let's start off with NXT. So NXT follows up that uh, after the after Keith Lee beat Dominic Dajakovic last week for uh, winner take all, William Regal uh, tossed the mic to Keith Lee because he had an announcement. 
So he says, you know, I'm all about, uh, about opportunity. Talked about his trainer who passed away this year. Didn't even know that. And, um, yeah, that was, that, was, like, that was when he won the North American Championship when he passed away. Oh, he just died, like, like, like recently, recently. Yeah, whenever he won a North American Championship, he died. He, he uh, made his win towards that guy. That oh, guy. okay, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, so he said that, but now he wants to create opportunity because low key y'all can't beat him. So he is going to do Stone Cold from 1997, relinquish the championship. Or, or Ultimate Warrior. I will not going to bring him up. <laughs> so, so, so I'm going to okay. go. Uh, when Stone Cold relinquished the belt, well, this is how he gave it to The Rock, but he relinquished any kind of championship. And uh, he released the, the North American Championship. And uh, he's going to defend the NXT Championship. So, Commissioner Regal says it's a great idea because the way we first granted the first North American Champion is how we're going to grant the uh, the next one in a ladder match. We're going to have a series of triple threat matches. Don't know how many people are going to be in this ladder match. Usually, NXT don't go past six. But if you I have... it's going to be five. Say what? I thought it was going to be five. Oh, I, I, I don't, I, I didn't even know because they said as a series of triple threat matches, and I'm like, a lot of people in these triple threat matches need to be in these matches. It need to be in the match. So, I'm curious to see. They want to go with a whole new lineup. It probably would. It probably would. Uh, so I'm like, okay, so a, a triple threat match tonight is going to be featuring Bronson Reed, Rod- Roderick Strong, and Johnny Gargano. But first up, we have our first matchup of the night, which is Dexter Loomis taking on Killian. Dane. Now, fantasy booking, like I'm like these two would just go great together. Like you know, say put together the matchup, and this was a hard hitting contest. I enjoyed this matchup because you know Dexter Loomis is as creepy as it is. Killian Dane was cr- cr- crazy when he, when he used to do Sandy Days, and he looks good since he lost that weight. So uh, they both had a hard hitting matchup, and then all of a sudden, Do- uh, not Dominic, Dexter Loomis gets like a burst of energy. And then he takes down uh, Killian Dane, does a kip up, and then turns it into a leg drop. I'm like, get out of here! Yep. Goes for a, a, a senton bomb off the top, uh, misses the first one. It goes back, knocks Killian Dane down again, hits the second one, then hits his uh, finishing chokehold, and Killian Dane passes out. Dexter Lewis has a great victory in that one. I was like, I thought that was impressive. I think that's his best match on NXT so far. Uh, they're in the Roderick Strong match at Great American Bash. Okay, okay, would I can you, see. Would you agree with that? Uh, I like him and Adam Cole too. I just didn't like that ending. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we got a lot of those endings. Breezon goes up next, coming out as the Mounties, uh, going up against Ever Rise. I remember hearing about this tag team Ever Rise, and I remember not being sold on them. And I think the name is one of the reasons why. Because, you know, I, I'm watching Indies. There's a tag team called uh, Milk Chocolate. <laughs> and it's this black and white guy, right? And I'm just like, I don't know why th- this name is not kicking it with me. And this team, I don't care. You know what I'm saying about? I'm just not invested. So, uh, Breeze not gonna, you know, uh, makes the work. Uh, double super kick on one of the Everrise members. Pins on one, two, three. Breezango is, you know, trying to work his way up the tag team division. So, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if you got a comment for that or not. I mean, 
don't think this match was long enough for me to even blink, so I don't know. I agree. I think I, I, I looked at my phone and I looked up and it was over. That, ha- that happens a lot. <laughs> that does happen a lot. Uh, backstage, we get, which I, I definitely uh, skipped over by accident, uh, but backstage, we definitely get uh, an interview. Bronson Reed talking about he's ready for tonight's opportunity. No, she was talking to Roderick Strong and then Bronson Reed with Thick Boy shirt. I think I wore that Thick Boy shirt. Uh, interrupts Roderick Strong and then Johnny interrupts everybody and talks about he's going to be the next North American champion again. Thick boy, and as they they all walk away, get ready for a triple threat match. Dakota Kai gives a little cell phone video, letting uh, Io Shirai know that it felt good when she got a taste back in her mouth to come see her and bring the NXT Women's Championship with her. So I didn't know she was next in line. I thought she kept losing, but hey, Dakota and Io should be a good matchup, but she ain't gonna win. She ain't gonna win, but didn't they used to be best friends? Did we forget about this? I did. <laughs> Yeah, I was with you. Yeah, I could have sworn, wasn't it? Like when Kari Sane was fighting Shayna, and she had came out there. And oh like, yeah, like it was like that trifecta. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I was just, I forgot about that. Uh, also backstage, we get Diamond Dajakovic in a short uh, promo saying that you know he was racking his brain trying to figure out what his next move was. Uh, after the, he lost to Keith Lee, but he says, you know what next move is? He's knocking out Karrion Cross because he knocked him out last week, and he walks away, so it's about to be on. But we get Aaliyah taking on Shazi Blackheart. Robert Stone is is the best part of this whole matchup. He's out there with, with, the, with the foot cast on, dragging his right foot away as he's, as he's running around trying to give Aaliyah pointers throughout the matchup. Sassy Blackheart hits uh, the top rope. Senton on Aaliyah pins her. And uh, Sassy Blackheart goes, uh, wins the matchup. As Robinson gets knocked down when he was on the apron by Sassy Blackheart, she gets in her tank and runs over his other ankle. The selling that Robert Stone does when he gets his ankle run over is hilarious. And so he's sitting there like, oh, oh he's trying to, get the t- trying to get the tank off. And he's like, he's actually like he's dying. It's great. It's really great. Yeah, it's it's weird that he had to that he learned how to reinvent himself. Cause I don't know how you felt about the list. I really enjoyed the list. When he was in TNA. Oh, I didn't like the list. <laughs> Did you? Oh my god, he had one of the best TNA promos I ever seen, and it was. Backstage. I ain't say he I ain't like, say he wasn't a good promo. I just said that <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of the list. She was the love of my life. <laughs> if y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, uh, I, need, I need to probably go back and watch some more of those. Uh, oh, my God. Madison Rain. Oh, my God. God. See, that's what that's probably that's what reason why I did, because I wasn't a big fan of Madison Rain. <laughs> I remember it was like, she's the love of my life. He said, love of your heart, love of your life. She looks like a horse. <laughs> 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 he, he ain't lying. Right? Oh, my God. I'm going to keep, I'm I'm keep quiet on that one. I'm going to keep quiet on that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, we get a we, we get a package of Swerve Scott's like, like inside of his life, how he was you know he, you know Swerve is about confidence, how he got the confidence by performing Billy Jean in front of his high school and everybody loved it, and he say he say you know you know talk about foot, footwork in the ring, and if the footwork don't match up, you can throw the whole match, and he learned a lot from going against Johnny Gargano, so he's calling out uh, Pablo Escobar. And he said, I'm the only one 
They got a win over you in NXT in that cruise in that, in that tournament. So next time we meet, I'm gonna say you know I'm taking that cruiserweight championship. That should be a good matchup. I want Spurs to win it, but Escobar is doing all right with the cruiserweight championship yeah. right now. So ain't time to take it away from him yet. Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed versus Roderick Strong in a qualifying match for the North American Championship ladder match. Best match of the night. This triple threat okay. match okay. was awesome. Okay, in my in my personal opinion, we had Roderick Strong hits the hits the spear. No, Johnny Gargano hits the spear to Roderick Strong on the outside, and everything kind of like fleshed together of how they, they was doing things. Uh, he uh, Roderick Strong. Get the beside the backbreaker hits one of Gargano that starts running and hitting the, the forearms of Bronson Reed caught up in the ropes. Gargano pushes him out, and then uh, <clears throat> as he you know he pushes him out, he goes on goes on to, to Bronson Reed and uh, tries to give him like the the, the the double shins to the face. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, he comes back in, hits uh, Roderick Strong with the the, the one final beat uh, DDT. Now, uh, this is when, uh, after he hits him with the one final beat, he goes for the pin. Bronson Reed jumps off the top rope and hits the yep. big splash. It, it crushes Gorgano's hand, and then he pins Roderick Strong. Bronson Reed is going to the ladder match. Yeah. That's and when they say, how you when they build fresh, Yeah. When they said fresh and new faces, they meant it. Yes. That, that, but that, that's how you build but see, it ain't that hard. Remember, look, Bronson Reed was every now and then was was going out there and winning little matches, and then you you got the Bronson Reed reminds me of the better version of um, Bull Dempsey. I thought that was Bull Dempsey because uh, so, I'm gonna tell you right now, I was not a fan of Bull Dempsey like that. Then he came over to the Indies. I was like, no, nah, Bull Dempsey's not my guy. Bronson Reed though, I I, I, I mean, he's big. He's big. You know he does it, but I I, I I like Bronson Reed, and I'm kind of upset there's no 2K game to come out here so I can play as him this year. But <laughs> you know what? we better hope he's still there next year. Yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> I know, because you know damn well he ain't gonna be in no battlegrounds. <laughs> <laughs> he tell ain't gonna be in no battlegrounds. Uh, Timothy Thatcher is up next, going against Orny Lorkin. No, tough physical matchup, but Orny Lorkin is actually uh, taking Timothy Thatcher's game and using it against him by working on his arm and putting him in arm holes and arm submissions and to the point where it's actually hurting Timothy Thatcher and he cannot get the upper hand on him. But then what he does is as he as Orny Lorkin is holding the arm bar, uh, uh, the arm lock on him, he goes and wins, uh, r- rolls up Lorkin and then he grabs kind of like his tights a little bit and gets a three count, winning the matchup as... Lorcan still had him in the hole, so it was a surprise win uh, by Timothy Thatcher. So, uh, Timothy does that not make Lorcan look stupid? It kind of do, but it's still okay. hard hitting matchup. I, I like I'm, I'm liking Thatcher too. Then we get backstage. Robert Stone is sitting there with a lid, nursing his ankle, and then cause I, I forgot to mention Mercedes Martinez hit Shazi Blackheart in the face after she uh, rolled him over with the tank, and she says, "Look." I'm looking for someone to cover contracts, take care of all the stuff outside the ring while she does her thing inside the ring. And the minute you mess that up, I'm breaking both your legs. Love it. And now Mercedes Martinez is part of the Robert Stone brand. I love it. What do you think about it? Didn't I call this like a couple weeks ago? 
You you, you probably did call it. You probably really it did call like it. It seemed like it was predictable. Well, probably not. Though. I, well, at first I thought then after him and uh, Shashi started running them over with a the tank, then I thought maybe she'll be uh, the member, but no, nah, it wasn't. It was, it was Mercedes. Uh-huh. Now it's time for the main event. Dominic Dajakovic taking on Karrion Cross. Interest is still great. Uh, so both these guys have a nice little stare down. They get right to it. He tried. Dominic tries to go for the feature eyes, but Cross goes out trying to go for the for, for, for the Doomsday. But then uh, Dajakovic knocks him outside the ring. Uh, during the matchup, but Cross trying to get the upper hand here, and um, they uh. Cross uh, is outside the ring. Uh, Dajakovic goes, hits a dive on Cross on the outside of the ring. Very impressive. And then uh, he he tries to toss Cross to the steps, but Cross reverses it and he goes into the steps. And then now uh, Dajakovic's head is between the, the ring post and the ring steps. And uh, Cross is looking at him and then runs and steps and I mean kickstick you heard the music right and then he kicks the stairs over coach of it is out I'm just like cause they made that look very real he yeah. ro- uh, uh, he uh, rolls him in it's actually by after a chokestand bomb too he rolls him into the ring and he really doesn't move and the referee's trying to check on him and then um, Cross comes up on top of him and then he just starts punching in his face. I mean, like, slugging Don Dajakovic. So Keith Lee, like, no, nah, man, I ain't coming out. I ain't having it. He's Rocky, yo, man, Apollo stuff. And then, so they add on to the Rockiness. He's like, no, Keith, this is what I want. This is what he, as he's reaching out to Keith Lee, Keith Lee, like, yo, man, are you sure? Come on now, are you sure? Carry Cross is looking at him. And he's like, no, don't. This is what I want. And he turns him over, and he just gives him a slug forearm right to the face, knocking Dajakovic out. And then uh, <laughs> he puts him in the, the sleeper hole, and then he chokes out Dajakovic. Keith Lee can't see him. He rolls to the ring as him and Karrion Cross stare each other down. That should be a damn good match. Is that how he gets caught up? Who, Keith Lee? No, Dajakovic. Called up. I'm, he need to win the North American title. Yeah, hey, I heard he was getting called up. <clears throat> I mean, if he do, I mean, okay, good luck to him. I mean, he's he's a good talent, but he still needs work in some areas. Yeah, but you know, best don't care when you seven feet tall. You exactly. want to come up as soon as possible. I mean, you're right because uh, we need star power, damn it. But if you don't take time to make stars, because I'm like, this would have been a great time for Dodger COVID to go win. Uh, the, the, the North American title, like, because remember th- that that takeover is not until August something, so he could be gone. He don't be on TV for weeks and weeks, but get about a month, and then he comes back on TV and bangs like, oh, Dodger Kovic is back, and he enters, enters himself into the ladder match and wins the, wins the whole thing. That's how it should be, and, and but bringing him up now it's like Apollo Cruz. Like, why would you do that right now? Uh, because it's not the first thing happens. <clears throat> I well, that's why we're going on to AEW Dynamite. <laughs> so, uh, we are here. It's time for the first opening challenge for the TNT Dynamite title. Uh, Cody comes out with Arn Anderson. And then, so, my boy, 
from the Eddie's. I have to tell y'all, Eddie Kingston is my guy. I every time we have tickets up here in Philly to go to House of Hardcore, I'm like, is Eddie Kingston on the card? Because Eddie Kingston be uh, wrestling with what was the name of the tag, the tag team? It wasn't the Now. It was a. Uh, it was just, it was, just, it was this guy who dressed like Fat Jesus with the double D Dupree's. It, oh, they're serious, and and he come out w- with the double D Dupree's. So, I was a fan of Eddie Kingston's might work. I was a fan of Eddie Kingston's in, in ring. I mean, he ain't the most technical wrestler, but Eddie Kingston get, get, gets it done. Then when he went over to do uh, was it the uh, the DCD or, or or the um, what was the name of that, that tag team in Impact? They had the uh, I forget. Anonymous face about. mask on. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was like the the the, the DCD or something like that. Eddie Kingston was over there. Impact. They, they they revealed themselves of who they were, which sucked because he did it too early. And then, then he went over. To Eddie. I know what you're talking about. Though. They had all the mask. And yeah, it was like him. Only, he was like the only one that that was that showed his face. Yeah, it was like him, James Storm, yeah. or somebody else. Yeah, I think Manny yeah. too. I think. Yeah. So 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 uh. They, they uh, did that, and then he goes over to AEW Power, and uh, I like the man AEW Power. So he's been all over. The man been wrestling for eighteen years. And he comes out, cuts a killer ass promo on Cody because that's what he does. He talk about some you don't know about suffering, you don't know about struggle, you don't know about you know what I'm saying you, you don't know about doing this. I go around alcoholics, and and then uh, he said you don't know nothing about the struggle. So he says, but. Tony Kyle brought me here for this for this match, and he said, "But I can accept a match only if oh, I can choose a match only if you accept it, and it's going to be, you know, a no holds barred matchup between Cody and Eddie Kingston." So I'm like, "Well, we know what we're going to get, so let's just get this joint on." So, uh, good matchup by a great way to open up the show. Eddie Kingston does what he does best: the chop, kick, punches, and scraps. He's a brawler. That's what he does. He goes pulls up the. Uh, the uh, concrete, so he can uh, try to give Cody a pile driver on there, gets backdrop on there, and then uh, pretty soon we get uh, he, he, he takes off the, the weight belt. They start whip each other with the weight belt, which is old WCW stuff, and then here comes the gray bag, <laughs> and we know what's in the gray bag. Is this the first time we ever seen the gray bag in AEW? It uh, when, since it became dynamite, yeah. Because I think they, they, no, we seen the we seen the broken glass with Kenny Omega and uh, Moxley. Yeah, that, 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 was, that, was, that was just the shattered glass. Uh, so he, he he takes out the bag and pours out his dump tax, and I mean it ain't like how he pours it in a pile. He just pours it all over the ring. I'm like, wow. So I'm like, okay, Kingston is about to uh, get back dropped. Into there and take a crossroads. Into Wait a minute now, come, come on now. But, but then I had prime really time in my thought. head. I had a bit. I was just like, "Cause Cody been different since AEW. Yes. He he got to take yes. everything." And I don't know why he don't have to do that, but he does. And then, uh, so, uh, Kingston gives Cody a power bomb right on the thumbtacks. Cody gets up and it's like it's it's hurting him, and then uh, Kingston knocks him down. But he just like like 
uh, fighting spirit gets up and it knocks down and clotheslines Kingston. And then I was like, well, is he, is, if he's going to do all this, is he going to give him a crossroads into the, uh, the thumbtacks, which would be kind of dope. But, uh, he doesn't, he gives him the figure four. And, and, and it's still in the thumbtacks. I know that's going to hurt, but he gives him the figure four. And Cody and wins the match. Cody was like, how can I pin him? Exactly. Like, you know, <laughs> so then, uh, Kingston taps out, which I would like the crossroads into the stack, tax a little bit better, in my personal opinion. Uh, and he said, How is that possible? If I can get a pentagram at Thumbtacks, I can get a crossroads. But he has knee pads on. That you're going like your full arm on your neck. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, you ain't got to sell it like Sonny Kiss or Sammy Guevara or anybody like that. You just got to just take a, a flat stomach bump and then just, just take it that way. And Cody can protect, okay. his, protect his face with his arm. Okay. It's just that, you know. Recently, Jungle Boy and Sonny Kiss and all them been selling this joint by snapping on their neck like they like they Rodney Mac or something like that. I mean, like <laughs> Willie Mac. And I'm like, y'all don't have to do all that 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 neck selling like RVD used to do. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to do all that. Uh, they got John Moxley in the arena who prides himself on keeping it real. Which is what you get. You know, they talked about, uh, you know, uh. To talk about him and how he almost ripped off Brian Cage's arm, and you know, uh, next time I'm not letting go. We get sure, sh- sure. <laughs> we get MJF uh, with Warlord com- com- versus a jobber by the name of Griff Grayson. But Griff oh, Grayson, the blank is Griff Garrison. I don't know because oh, uh, it's a, it's a, it's oh, a, uh, oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh. He gets on the mic and he talks him and he says, "You know, I, I, uh, I'm happy that you uh, came out here and got the balls to face me, Jungle Man. Because if you look at it, he's like a bigger yes. version of Jungle Boy." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I was, I was all feeling that. He said, first of all, that's not my name. It's Griff Grayson, like, like Peter Griffin." And I was like, "Stop it!" So he, he knocks. Uh, uh, and he yeah, says, that's a, "That's a that's a BTE running joke." Gotcha. A running joke. So, oh, I think this is first time ever on even on TV, but I think you so. Know, if you watch BET, that's probably the first thing you see. Is, yeah, probably. Who's Chris Harrison? First of all, I bet yeah. you said BET because <laughs> I mean, I love that <laughs> You know, damn well, Griff Grayson ain't on BET. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Uh, so he says, then you lose a tag team match. So MJF hits him with the microphone, beats him up, and then is doing old school rock and mankind stuff. Where he's just like, okay, well, I did not lose the match. I'm still undefeated. I have not been submitted. So you're going to tell me and tell me I'm undefeated. And then he, he pins out. He was like, ah, ah. Someone said, that's not the answer I'm looking for. So he says someone again and beats him down and says, tell me I'm undefeated. He finally tells him he's undefeated. And then he tries to push the mic back in his eyes. But as it happened, um, he puts him in between the ropes and gives him that uh, that pile driver, the, the heat seeker, and, and picks up the win. So, uh, quick win for MJF here, uh, but I, I I enjoyed the um, you know the beat down. We got yeah. medical update of Britt Baker's medical condition from getting hit with a piece of paper in the face last time, and uh, Tony Schiavone was out there interviewing Rebel or. Reba, or however she calls it, we hear Britt Baker calling, yelling for her. And she says, ladies and gentlemen, uh, conspiracy. Huh? 
Never mind. Well, he said he said the conspiracy continues, and then you know uh, he said you remember in April when Sheeta uh, busted her nose, and then but she's still a role model, face the women's division. She's going to be like Jordan and come with the comeback, and Shavano trying to tell her like you don't want to be Jordan, come back to the Wizards. You gotta know. But she was <laughs> and then Rebel, Re- Re- Rebel with the line of the night. I'm gonna just call her Rebel. I think her. They call her Rebel, but I think her name is Rebel. Gotcha. With the line of the night saying, "Look, I understand you'll be Michael Jordan though, because I look, I see Space Jam by Space Jam by eight times. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan always beat the All Stars, the monster." <laughs> I was just like, "What?" Well, she said, "Rule number four: Never count a role model." She's gonna have the biggest comeback of all time at All Out. Uh, Brian Cage is out there with the FT the, the FTW Championship. With Taz and Taz said, "Look, it's a difficult week. We had heated discussions, and to be frank, Brian's about to fire me. But I had to let, I had to protect my business investment because I tore my bicep once, and Cage tore his bicep once, and he wasn't going to do it twice. I was going to make sure he doesn't do it twice. I guarantee you that he will not be in that situation with Moxley again because you put up a hell of an armbar. You popped them hips, so you had you put you put on a hell of an armbar." Then all of a sudden, Darby Allen's music c- cuts off Taz. Darby Allen's walking down to the ring. Yo. Gets <laughs> killed. Yo. Ricky Starks come out of nowhere. Takes the bull hit. And when I say takes the bull, he got Enzo. He hits him so hard from the back yeah. as he's close. Yeah. Darby Allen's head. Oh. Hit- what? You can't, you can't put no words in the same sentence together. Oh. 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 Well. Look, Ricky starts, hits his head. I mean, uh, he hits Darby Allen in the back so hard, his head hits the top rope and ricochets. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> it's his top rope and ricochets off. And I'm just like, oh, my God. He may have a concussion. Like, seriously. So, um, he gets he, he starts getting beat up. Brian Cage comes out there for someone who may have a concussion. Gets a powerbomb on the stage. Picks him up to give him a, give him a Mike Awesome powerbomb back into the ring. Then I'm just like, yep. he... Can, can y'all tell this man obviously has a concussion? That man is dead. It's sandbagging y'all. Well, he's a he's a he's a skateboard, so he probably used to it when he fall off or something. That don't make he it. He probably right. used to just going through it. That don't make it. Well, right. Yeah, no, nah, it don't. It don't. But <laughs> Sean yeah. didn't send it to Kyrie Zane. That shit don't make it right. Uh, they I'm continue. talking about the man who picked him up on the ladder and just threw him. Exactly. Didn't care where he landed. Yes. Uh, Rick, he continues to beat up Darby. Uh, they grab the skateboard, and as you're doing that, here comes Moxley in the ring with a barbed wire baseball bat. So it looks like uh, it's going to be um, they, they said a tag team matchup. But seriously, I think because I read some reports that I think he may have got a concussion because his head really bounced off the top rope, and everybody the normal ropes is hard. Like I said, Enzo had a concussion for a minute. So, but uh, now it's time. Uh, for is announced for the women's tag team cup tournament, the Deadly Draw coming this summer. Deadly Games. That was I was gonna say that. Yep. <laughs> uh, false count anywhere matchup, which we were getting excited. The young. You're not gonna go into it a little bit. Say what? So you're not gonna go into it a little bit? Oh, we can go into a little bit, a little bit. I ain't got I ain't got much facts, but but help me out here. How's this cup tournament nah, going work? I'm just saying, like it's like a. It's going to crown the first AW Women's Tag Team Championships, right? 
which they don't have any tag teams. So which they, like, they don't. why even? Yeah, why even like put but, this in the forefront? Y'all, y'all can at least build tag teams first. And I, I, then, I agree because as of right now, I'm sitting, I'm sitting, think, I'm racking my head. I'm like, okay, Britt Baker and, and Rebel maybe one when she come back. I'm sitting thinking like, okay, unless you're gonna bring up a ton of women off dark because first of all, I I think they're moving too fast because AEW <laughs> has a great tag division, but they have a not too great women's division, and I'm like, you probably should build up your women's division first before y'all even think about tag teams. Yeah, because they got good people, but it's like, how many people did they say? They said 16 teams, right? Yeah, that, that, that's way too much. First of all, I thought it was only 18, but, but when you told me 16, I'm like, that's that's way too I understand. Oh, maybe, it is, maybe it is six. Maybe it is eight. I don't know. But, but I'm like, oh, my God. That, that's, still, that's still too many teams to the point where it's just like, okay, y- y'all got to start putting some women together that obviously – there is no teams. Yeah. There's no chemistry. The, 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 the difference between WWE at the time when the women's tag team titles came out, Bailey and Sasha was a thing. Tamina and uh, Nia Jax was a thing. The Iconics was yeah, always Iconics. a thing. The Riot Squad was a thing. Fire and Desire was a thing. They had, like I said, call what you want with WWE, but when it came to their women's tag Even team... Even though Vince ain't announced it good. Well, for Christmas, you get a... Taxi Championship, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Anyways. He, he, he sold it like Chubbs. But I'm saying, but uh, <laughs> the thing was, he, yeah, they didn't not too good, but they had some legit teams that had been working together for months or years, uh, or, or years or so, to the point where they were an established team. So when they go up, when they go for the titles, it made sense. Now, there is no Riot Squad. There is no Fire Desire. There is no Bailey and Sasha. There is no Tamina and Nia Jax. There is none of these teams in AEW. So, with them being no teams, like, you gotta, they gotta create teams. Everybody's going to be a team where it's just like, y'all just do them together. Like, Naomi and Asuka. Y'all just do them together. Yeah, it's gonna be like, MJ Jenkins and like, I don't know. Anna J or something. Probably so. But now it's time to get into the Falls Count Anywhere matchup with the Young Bucks taking on the Butcher and the Blade. Falls Count Anywhere. So the Young Bucks meet the Butcher and the Blade back there. In well, the... I like how they carry this stuff. In, in, in which way are you talking about? How they're actually a Butcher and a Blade. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and how they, they, had, they actually had to go back to like the Butcher area. It's stuff like that to find them. And right, let the, me wash my hands first. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and look, uh, they started with that. They start fighting. Uh, Nick Jax takes a, uh, a shoulder back toss or power bomb on one of them steel rolling uh, things. And yeah. Like oh, I, honestly, I wish they would have stayed there. To be honest. Oh well, I mean, okay, I agree with you that them coming back to the ring. It was like, okay, I, I see why you're trying to do that, but the thing is, I was like, I, I'd rather them stay in the, in the back area. Yeah, because it was so much greater stuff they did. Like, he jumped over the little cart and kicked them. That was like, so, remind me of Mighty Morphin. Exactly, it was. Because he, he, he throws Nick Jackson, we talked about, and he kind of like slides over the cart, and then he kicks uh, the cart right back into uh, the blade. So, I, I thought that, I thought it was cool. on it and took like a power bomb on it. Yeah. Like, okay. They gave a suplex wow. to Matt Jackson on another one of the cards on the other side. So, 
You know, the, the, they had the back, 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 back in the back. And, and, and then we get this good action. Jim Ross has to ruin it. You said who has to ruin it? Jim Ross. J- oh, what did? Because I waited pay to Jim, just to Jim Ross said. So they, were, uh, they were outside on the production truck. You know. Yes. They open it up and it's uh, Nick Jackson's face. Uh-huh. And he said, Nick Jackson? Meet Nick Jackson. <laughs> Matt Jackson runs off the truck and drops. I, I, I can feel you. I can feel you being pissed right there. It dives off of him. Uh, they are in the production show. They are uh, fighting in the back and they're making their way back, making their way actually to the ring. And I'm like, wait a minute. But before they get to the ring, there's um uh God, what, what did what did they dive off in the back? I'm I forgetting. I'm, I'm so starting to. Uh, I forgot. Too. It was like a what is it called? I I, don't, I can't even put my, uh, well, they, put my finger on it. They get they go back out to the ring. They start setting up tables. I'm like, okay, so there's a table that, that's lined up two on the outside. Uh, Massing up against one of them, the blade goes for a running start to go do a tope suicida over the top <laughs> rope. And not only does the uh, Matt Jackson move, but Blade misses the table completely. That looked like it sucked. Yeah, yeah. I'm like pretty sure it did. That, that almost sucked up there on the level of Montez Ford, where he just f- back flat bumped or it just missed because somebody didn't want to catch him. Uh, then all of a sudden, the butcher runs over to Nick Jackson and just splashes him right through the, another table that's lined up right there on, on, on the corner of the uh, the barricade and the floor. So. Uh, Everybody said, this is crazy coming down. So now we do old school TNA. We do old school suicide. They're fighting up the ramp. With the, they got the tables suicide. there. <laughs> and they got, the, they, got, they got the old school TNA tunnels, right? The heel tunnel and the face tunnel. People act like we don't know what that, know what that was. And they set them up on tables. Matt Jackson's on one side. Nick Jackson's on the other side. Nick dives off the tunnel and gives the elbow to the butcher. And Matt Jackson gives a swan time. Off onto the blade. They both pin them. One, two, three. The Young Bucks win the matchup, which is a very good Falls Count Anywhere matchup. Yeah, I like that shot too. Both of them doing it at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, it was good. That was good. Uh, I think that was the only only people to dive off of that, I think. So far. Like I said, back in TNA. Back in TNA. That was old school suicide and Sabu crap that they used to do. <laughs> I uh, think they just want to test everything first, you know. Yeah, you're right. I'm surprised Cody ain't nobody test- else going up there. I'm surprised Cody ain't tested first. Nah, he ain't. Man. That ain't his thing. He jumped off the tall cage. He ain't doing that. The cage was taller than them tunnels? Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> if I jump higher heights than that, you'll be all right. This man crazy. Uh, I, I missed the... Uh, Lance Archer thing in the backstage. Oh, and, he was beating up people. He threw this one man through the ceiling. Literally. <laughs> you be like like how the juggernaut threw Wolverine through the ceiling the next man three? Nah, not like that. He like oh. he like threw him up and like the, the top of the ceiling. Gotcha. Like, you know, it's like I don't know how how you explain the ceiling how the setup. Uh huh. It's one of them ceilings where you can see like <sighs> I can't even explain. But he threw him through the ceiling. I got you. 
We get uh, Diamante takes on Eva Lee's next. Did, did I say them right? Oh, uh, yes. Okay, okay. I was about, surprisingly. So, surprisingly, that's something. which they both are overlooked. To be honest, but exactly. But they hopefully they get, get a shot. Yeah, at the tag team. So, uh, <laughs> this, this, this match uh, has a lot of back and forth, some good stuff into it. As uh, Diamante is trying to go for her finishing move, Evil Lee's kind of reverses out of it, but then she gets rolled up by Diamante for the win. Uh, so, Diamante has a shot at Hikaru uh, Shida next week. Hikaru Shida. Come on, Mr. A. Nah, I, w- I would say. If what do they call when they not proud and powerful? If proud and powerful was not in the inner circle. I think she would be with them. Okay, fair enough. You're right. Kind of, kind of like how um, because oh, I forgot her name was for LAX. I forgot what her name was. Well, I forgot too. But even this is one, even this is one from, from, from Lucha Underground, right? I'm uh, all red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one who was with Jimmy Havoc and um. In Helico? I'm not sure. I don't know from Lucha. I know from, from just the Indies. Oh, gotcha. All right. Uh, so we can move on here. Uh, Hangman Page takes on five from the Dark Order. Wait, hold on. I'm, get, I'm getting a phone call. Uh, it's just from my good buddy, uh, Christopher Daniels. The Dark Order sucks. <laughs> so I think they try to make this match from a uh, from a from a from BTE. Okay. I think because BTE Heyman was like, "Hey, I, I I went to the darkorder.com. I was in a bad place, and I sent some emails, and I never got through. I never got a phone call, but I'm good now." And then he was like, "You you didn't you didn't get a phone call?" So then he went to the back. Brody went to the back. He was like, "So we could have had Hangman Page, and y'all were just too stupid to get Hangman Page." <laughs> he took like a big roll of papers and just threw them at somebody and like knocked them out. You know why? <laughs> Do you know? Because okay. <laughs> Dark why? Order, because Dark Order sucks. <laughs> so, uh, the Dark Order is sitting there watching at the top. Uh, the match is really nothing. He gives him a that power. That is menacing, though. It it, it, it is kind of when they, when they look menacing. Now, now when they look like man, they look. First of all, Evil Uno in that suit looks terrible. He ne- I think that's the, I think that's the point. <laughs> it looks terrible. So then he gets uh, he gets five a power bomb and it's done. Mister Brody Lee walks down. He says, "Look, I was I'm impressed with your match and your stardom." And he said, "I'm impressed, you know, but the, the thing I'm not impressed with is your lack of friends. You know, uh, your tag team partner uh, does not clearly pose an immediate danger." So he said, "But we can protect you because Dark Order is always here for you." And then he said, I appreciate the compliments. Honestly, I do. But uh, I'm not ready to join your cult right now. And then, so he said, hold on, cowboy. You just made your bed. I hope you enjoy sleeping in it, said uh, Mr. Brody Lee. So then uh, he goes back with Colt Cabana, and then, who, who, who still looks so confused by this whole thing. And then, I, you, I don't think he's joining the Dark Order. I think they just got like a, they just like, he just got coincidences every week. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. they, they took my... They took my phone or something. I went to go. I went to their room to get it back or something. You're right. So then he says, uh, then Heyman Page started being, started getting beat up by the Dark Order. Then all of a sudden, um, here comes FTR. FTR? And the top guys. And, I'm not calling them that. And they get, and they get Omega. And they come and then. Comes uh, out like 30 or 40 seconds late. And then they give, uh, Hangman a beer. 
And then so, but I'm like, okay, so I'm curious to see what this is all, what, what this is going for. Main event time. As I mean, this is, a, this is a slow burn, I think. Oh, it's, it's going to be an excellent slow burn. Excellent. Uh, main event time, we got Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy taking on, uh, well, with Marco Stunt, by the way, taking on Jake Hager. Ah, so you messed it up. How'd I mess it up? The, the Jurassic Express? Because you put, junk, you put, you put uh, Marco Stunt. Last. Nah, you put him in there at all. Yeah, that, okay. that messed everything up. You're right. I'm sorry. Uh, well, Jake Hager and Chris Jericho with Santana on Ortiz. That's why. So, <laughs> this, is, this is a tag team matchup. Standard tag team matchup. Uh, as Luchasaurus is uh, uh, beat, beating down Jericho and Hager. Uh, Jungle Boy has some offense in. Marco Sun, we, the, the less I say, the better about that. Uh... Then all of a sudden, uh, with the ref distracted, there's this masked guy from the audience that comes and hits Lucha Swords, and they were saying his name like, like what was it, Sir Sir P- Picaro? I don't know what. He, it, Sir Serpentico. Serpentico. I'm like, they, I don't know. They said his name like he was on AEW fight since the start. Uh, well, well, he he is on Dark. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's actually a real person. Yeah, okay. Yeah. As soon as he got in the ring strolling, I'm like, I know exactly who that is. He couldn't even be the streak about it. I he was, but like, when he, he kind of, when, when I look, when you see his eyes, he's like, oh, okay, I, exactly who that is. Exactly. So, they go beat down Luchasaurus, they go beat down Jungle Boy and Rocco Stunt and everything, and then he, uh, but they hit, he hits a cold breaker uh, on Luchasaurus for the three, so the inner circle wins. The matchup. Nice cold breaker. Nice cold breaker. I'm surprised he can still use that name. And then after that, he reveals himself to be Sammy Guevara. So Sammy Guevara is back. Uh, Tony Khan did uh, talk about his suspension and everything. I'll talk about that more on the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. But yeah, so that was uh, the Wednesday Night War. So this week, who won? And in my personal opinion, I'll go first. Dynamite won because of two things. I'm glad to see Sammy Guevara back, and like I said, I'll talk more about his suspension on the podcast. And two, Eddie Kingston, even that should be number one, Eddie Kingston on AEW with that match on Cody. Even though NXT had a great week, and uh, I forgot to mention that Finn Balor promo that he did, which is which is which is pretty which is pretty cool. And that that awesome triple threat match, you know, said it just wasn't enough to beat Eddie Kingston for me. So. Who won this week for you? I say AEW for the Young Bucks match and the Eddie Kingston and yes. Cody match, especially because it didn't end with him going to figure four in the uh, in the pinfall. You're right, absolutely right. Now I agree. So guys, post any comments down below. Who do you guys think uh, won the match? Make sure you subscribe to Nerd Studios. And like I said, you guys are going to be hearing this. Uh, we're doing a, this is all part of the podcast anyway. So we got to we got to uh, move on to the rest of the show. All right, guys, that was the Wednesday Night War with me and Primetime. Uh, so now we're about to end the podcast. Make sure you guys check out SpacesFilly.com for all your podcast needs. Make sure you check out, you know, all of the content they have on the Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror Show, Lulu, uh, the Market Dark Show, both sides. Check out the Nerd Coalition's content on there as well, the No Gimme Seen the Wrestling Podcast, Turntable, Save My Culture and Beyond, Nerd Gas and Talk Podcast, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongue. So make sure you check all that stuff out. We're on the podcast app, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or, uh, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Check us all out on there. Then make sure you guys check us out on YouTube Premium as well, if you like us on YouTube Premium. 
And uh, make sure you check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast also. I mean, yeah, Prime we got Talk- a big week coming up. Got a, oh, we do. Uh, it, it, break down that big week coming up. Uh, so this week we have all that. We basically, every day this week, we're going to have an all-that cast member on the show, talk to him, and then we're going to lead up to a all-that Zoom call with like six different members of the cast that were not uh, on the Prime Nostalgia podcast episodes this week. So it's like an all-that celebration week. They killed bitch. I said, "What's up?" Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that should be a good listen to as well. And uh, like I said, make sure you subscribe to Nerco Studios and Nerco Coalition Level Up. Uh, along with that, where we, you guys can get all your your new stuff from uh, what we're giving out at. And uh, stay tuned for some classic pay per view, Russian pay per view reviews. I, I can't wait to get in there. It, it rose a lot of bad stuff. So. Make sure you guys see too far all that stuff. But that is it, guys. Uh, had a massive podcast today. I hope you guys st- stick with us through the whole thing. I appreciate you guys staying up with me and doing this podcast. We hope we can you know, do it sooner. But you know, we're not big time level where this is our job, so mm-hmm. we can't do it just yet. But once again, uh, make sure you su- support us and support channel that day. Check out the Real Nerd Coalition dot com. The Real Nerd Coalition dot com. We get all your Nerd Coalition merch. You know, say that the. the the, the, the logo, the classic logo, the, the No Give Receded logo, and t-shirts and stuff like that. We're going to try to have more stuff up there. So, oh, that's just great. So, once again, like, subscribe, share. Once again, this is NCA Place to be Trump's Humble saying the not Deion Sanders for prime time. I'm not going to do it today. I'm I'm about to say, say, I was going to say, don't do it to yourself. And the great sketch. It's been real. <laughs> All right. And Q Flow, wherever. No, oh, I thought you about to say it. Q Flow, wherever you're at, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.